Hi there, and welcome to the Leaving Today podcast, the podcast that discusses the Disneyland Resort and the Disney IP in an enthusiastic, informative, and often humorous way. Show notes for this episode and every episode can be found on leaventodaypodcast.com. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, please subscribe and leave a comment. Until then, thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, hello, and hello. Welcome to the Leaving Today podcast. This is episode number 43. Tonight, we are going to be talking with Disneyland historian Michael Bowling. Yeah. Uh, we also have some news, and we have one on one with Jess. However, my name is Mark. Sitting across from me is the game changer herself. Hi, everyone. It's Jess. Hi. <laughs> Punch it, Chewy. Uh, sitting to the right of me is the trail master of puppets. <laughs> <laughs> himself, Udi. No veggie. Hi. He's fine. Hi. I'm, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm just tired. But oh, it's okay. Okay. Uh, I will survive. You will survive. Yes, I will. For as long as you know how to love, you know you'll be all right. No. Trust okay. me. If I type fast, I was going to pull it up. Okay. All right. <laughs> no. All right. So let's see here. Um, if those of us, sorry, those of you that are listening on Apple, on iTunes, thank you so much for listening. Subscribe and leave a comment. Same with Stitcher. Um, if anybody out there is listening to us on Google Play, please hit us up and, and let me know because I think I have it configured right. I just don't know if I'm getting any hits. I'm not seeing anything from it. Um, I'm seeing Android hits, but I'm not sure if what, where that's coming from. But, but let me know. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And you can do that on Instagram or the Facebook or uh, email. Email at info at leaventodaypodcast.com. All right. Third quarter of 2017, the parks are shifting over to the Halloween holiday it's overlay. The most wonderful time. It's still very warm here in California. Yep. Uh, so it's going to be a little interesting uh, exposition of fall themes and heat, but I'm sure it'll be a good time out there for everyone. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, I don't yeah. know. I'll let you know in a few twenty days. I'll let you know in twenty days. Mm-hmm. Cool, excellent. Uh, let's see. It is what what six forty five. Um, are the lights on right now at Disneyland? No, no, not yet. I on don't Main think Street? So. No, no. Nope. I would say seven. Yep. Seven. Oh. I would say seven, but I could be wrong. Okay. I'm going with um, seven. Quick shout out to um, everyone on the East Coast. Uh, thoughts and prayers are with you guys. It was pretty devastating what I was looking at out, mm-hmm. outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, on the uh, news. Um, I know Disney World was closed until today. Yep. Um, and I'm guessing as of we're recording now, they're not even open. I'm guessing. No, with, uh, with the hurricanes at the uh, country, yeah. you know, with Texas, with Harvey and now Irma. Yeah. And then, sad to say, but what I'm hearing, there's another one 
Jose, I believe, is stacking yeah. out there. Yeah, that's right. Really? The, yeah, yeah, there was two more after uh, after Irma. After Irma. After Irma. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, yeah, thoughts and prayers with uh, everyone in Texas and uh, through pretty much that whole entire area. Yep, Texas and Florida and uh, South Carolina, all those states out there. Um, scary. Yeah. And then, I don't know if I if this is the right place to do it, um, the day we're recording on is oh, kind hmm. of a big day, too, so... You don't mind? I can do it now, or I can do it later. What's that? I just want to say a couple words. You can uh, now. I do want to. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Want to go down? Okay, sure. So as today we're recording uh, on September 11th, uh, we did an episode in kind of talking on how Disneyland handled handled that terrible day, mm-hmm. um, and so um, just any time um, this day hits the calendar, uh, it makes me kind of contemplate. Um, that day and where we've come um, from that time, it always makes me kind of think about how the world is. And and I just kind of wanted to say, um, you know, I've known um, service men and women, and I'm incredibly thankful for them. And I always feel um, on this day that I have to give them a special shout out because uh, because of them we are able to do this. And and then you um, you know can listen, and we have the ability to um, speak our minds and have fun. Uh, with their kind of protection over us, so um, I and I, like I said, I've known, I known many a service uh, man and woman, and I appreciate them. And I always feel like I need to do that today. So I just want to say thank you from the LTP crew to anyone. If you're um, enlisted, active, retired, that may listen to us. Uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, I appreciate everything you've done for me and my country. Yeah, I, I second that. Mm-hmm. Very, 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 very well. much. Yeah, very well said. Good job, Booty. Thank you. And to do things like that so we can talk about places like Disneyland. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we can sit here and expose and go on and on about Disneyland, a place where we can get away from the sometimes ugly world that uh, that can be out there. And they kind of help guard it from uh, getting too far into us. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Nicely done. One more shout out, too. Is another, I know this is kind of a long one, but uh, uh, just a uh, shout out to Ricky. For, I just... Thoughts and prayers are with him this yeah. last week. It's been tough for him. Yep. And uh, brother, praying for you. Yep. So uh, hang in there, man, and uh, hope to see you soon. Okay. So tonight's question: Before we get into the news, uh, it's yeah. just simple. With all the rain that's coming on the East Coast, I'm trying to make—I don't want to make light of anything because it's definitely not. But what do you? What or one? One or two quick tips you, you could tell guests to do in the rain at Disneyland Park. Tips. Yeah. Like some some people say, I'm not gonna go to Disneyland because it's raining. It's the best time to go. Well, it used to be. Now everyone goes anyways. Yep. Screw the poncho. That's my tip for you. Don't even bother <laughs> yeah, with it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, That's my screw, tip. Screw the poncho. Yeah. That could be a t-shirt. Yep. <laughs> I like it. Um, I, I think my tip would be yeah, go ahead and go anyway, um, and don't let it dissuade you. Just go have a good time. Uh, if it's raining, it's raining. You can still have a lot of fun outdoor and indoor. I mean, clearly you're going to be leaning towards more of the indoor attractions, but hey, yeah, go for it. Would you go on Splash Mountain? No, <laughs> but I don't usually go anyway. Because you don't want to get wet? I have done it in muggy yeah. weather. Yeah. I have yeah. done it. Yeah. So, Might as well. Yeah. Sure. You're already getting wet once Yeah, well. exactly. No, I mean, because think about it. You can do, you can ride, uh, you know, some of the attractions that have longer queues that are maybe indoors or like going into Indy. You finally get inside. It's mm-hmm. mostly inside, yeah. mostly covered. And pirates? Pirates, mostly covered. I mean, once you get in on in Mansion, well, the queue is not really covered. But, um, yeah, places like that. 
Okay. Space. Now. 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 I'm making a shirt, and we're making that shirt. What's, what's it going to say? Screw the poncho. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that was a quick, quick question. Yeah, just go and screw the poncho. Yeah. yeah. Screw the poncho. Safe advice. Yeah. Don't get logged out. There we go. We're okay. Good. So good. let's go to our news. <gasps> All right. You. Listen to me now. You are talking about things that you do not understand. All right, guys. Here's what we're talking about tonight. We're going to go a little bit of light on the news, but that's okay. Not uh, much happened. Not much happened. No, thank you, man. No. Well, in my opinion, something big happened, but, well, potentially big, but we'll get there. We'll okay. Get there. First item, Halloween overlay coming to Guardians of the Galaxy at DCA. Monsters will be taking over the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout attraction at Disney California Adventure during the Halloween season this year. The Disneyland Resort announced a new Halloween-themed overlay for the new attraction that opened in May 2017. That was May. My voice cracked. Uh, By day, it will be the current attraction, but at night, it will be transformed into Guardians of the Galaxy's Monsters After Dark. Hmm. Besides the current escape storyline, the After Dark version will pick up moments after... Afterwards, as Rocket Raccoon discovers that they have left Groot behind, Rocket has to distract all the monsters that were freed during the escape to rescue baby Groot. <laughs> to set the stage for the After Dark experience, there will be a nightly transformation that starts with the exterior lighting on the building going dark. Then alarms will sound and new eerie lighting will shine on the exterior of the building. Once visitors are inside, there will be more alarms and sounds of monsters creeping around the building. Hmm. Uh, there's a new musical score going for it, and... This Disney official said that it would only be offered during the Halloween season at the theme park. Um, yeah. Interesting. Looking forward to it. I wonder, you know, that black strip, I wonder mm-hmm. if that's going to play in right now. It might. On the exterior. On the exterior. Yeah, you yeah. remember that footage I showed you from like 4 a.m.? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were doing yep. tests. I, yep. This is what I think this is all this is about. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I like the idea that they designed this new overlay that make it like a modular thing. They can just easily transport it yep. to... A, a, a different theme. Yeah, they don't have to shut down to do a full, you know, overhaul yeah. and, and uh, retheme. Right. So, we'll see. <laughs> I don't think it's going to compete with uh, nope. the, the final checkout. No. Late checkout. Late checkout. Late checkout. Late checkout, yeah. Hmm. No way, Jose. Well, I, what if it does? I'm just saying that. What if it does? I don't, I can't. Then I will it. eat my words, but it's okay. not going to happen. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Interesting, yes. Uh, Star Wars Jurassic World's Colin... Uh, Trevor Rowe. Trevor Rowe is, no, is lo- yeah. tre- no longer directing episode nine. Yep. Okay. That was it. Um, no, well, <laughs> I mean, basically, Hollywood Reporter sources indicate that Lucasfilm execs were unhappy with the scripts. Trevor Rowe and his longtime writing partner were handing in. Um, they say we we wish Colin the best, and we'll be sharing more information about the film soon. Said Lucasfilm. Um, so they're cutting ties with him. I mean, what yeah. do you have to say about that, Udi? Well, I find this very interesting because if you, I don't know if you've seen Jurassic World. Have you seen Jurassic World? Is that the latest one? Yep. I liked it. Uh, I didn't not see it. Okay. I so liked it. is Goldblum in it? No. Oh. Thank God. But um, Pratt Pratt is. Chris Pratt. Oh. Chris Pratt's in it. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. Okay. That's the latest one. Yeah, I thought it was great. That's the one that he directed. I thought it was pretty good. Now, yeah, it was this, good. this is where I find very interesting because I'm wondering if it's a script issue, which that's what they said. Um, I'm thinking maybe 
My thought goes that maybe it wasn't deep enough. Because when you look at Jurassic World, mm-hmm. there's not really deep tonal messaging in that movie. There is some, you know, kind of like the overall theme that Jurassic Park has in general, which is just when man thinks it control nature, nature is going to show itself to be like, hey. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a check to humanity. Like, don't think you're all that in a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. Because you're not. Yeah, because you're not. Because you're not. So that's why I'm wondering if that is a reason if they don't like the scripts. And then, like, what is the causal effect? What, what was it that made him go? So I find it interesting when I first heard that he was going to direct it. I was like, okay, cool. I mean, I enjoyed that movie. But, you know, falling into that kind of feel... Uh, into the Star Wars universe is always a touchy thing. Same thing that happened with the Han Solo movie. We look at the directors, while I enjoyed the films that they have directed in the past, tonally, you wonder, is this going to be a match for Star Wars? So that's kind of it. But anyway, that's why I find it interesting, um, and I can go on and on, but I'll keep it short to that. that, uh, Hopefully... We'll we'll see who takes over the reins, and hopefully it moves forward. And like I said, I'm still kind of on the fence with what uh, Opie Cunningham is doing <laughs> with uh, Han Solo. With Han Solo, um, but well, we have to get to Episode Eight first. Yep. Yeah, that's. But anyway, and w- which Episode Eight is going to be? <laughs> Speaking of which, shouldn't we be seeing trailers soon? Uh yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. probably this next week or so. I really? Would, I would. Assume. Oh, good. It's, it's going to be start coming soon. Good. It's in December, and we are now in November. Wait, September. <laughs> we're September. Yeah, we're a few months out. So, but anyway, yeah, because we're getting the um, we're getting the the hard copy, the publicity of. Yeah, I saw right the now. toys were mm-hmm. at a Target the other yeah, day. Yeah, toys are coming out. Vanity Fairs had covers, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. That they kind of established way back from episode one. Um, that kind of stuff is starting to pop up, which has kind of been their standard. Um, MO pretty much so that's why I'm anticipating anytime now I haven't heard I haven't really looked for an official trailer release but yeah okay alright um, so continuing on the theme of Halloween coming to DCA uh, residents of Raider Screams <laughs> I love it are getting ready for their first ever Halloween event that's H-A-U-L O-W-E-E-N clever mm-hmm. and the decorations are quickly appearing throughout Cars Land Halloween time officially begins on Friday September 15th it's coming up. Yeah. And I think that this is good. I mean, I'm sad that it's leaving Disneyland, but I think DCA is going to step their game up. I hope so. I they hope need so. To. Fingers crossed. Yep. They should. They uh, will. It's going to be great. And we miss positivity today. I like it. You know, something Stay that... on that train. Stay on that train. <laughs> something that I heard on the rumor mill was that, you know, we talked about that little spinner ride going on the... Um, uh-huh. What is that? The west side of, of California Screaming inside that helix? Yes. Okay, on the other side, down by where Malibuomer right. is, there's a lot of space there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what I've heard through the rumor mill is that they're planning like a Mystic Manor type of ride back there to go behind it. Now, go check out Mystic Manor. Yeah, that's... Why? <laughs> because if they really want to keep Halloween and DCA, they need something that's going to somehow... But that has nothing to do with Pixar. That is a problem. That is a problem. Yep. Yeah. And it's too much like Haunted Mansion. I know, yep. but there's nothing that, that can really equate to the Haunted Mansion at DCA. No. And for the Halloween. I mean, no. that's huge. I'm just saying, that's just kind of what I'm... What I, what, what I'm, you've what heard. I, what I, that I've heard, yeah. It's so it's just small space. I don't know what's back there, really. 
You're talking where Malibuomer was. And well, no, I'm talking behind that other section, uh, behind the behind California Screaming. Behind. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. There's a lot of room. Yeah, and that area by Malibuomer would be like the um, like the entrance, the, the queue. Yeah, yeah, like the queue to it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's. I don't know how that is. Well, we'll see. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But side note, did you guys know that today was the day that they should have started construction and whatnot on the. Eastern Gateway? Project. <clears throat> Today's the day that they that was supposed to be started. I did not, I did not know that. Yeah. Freaking bad. Man, come on. I know. I know. What can we do? All right. And our, our, our last news item for this evening is the fall slow season is here. Labor Day marks the start of a brief fall slow season at the, the Disneyland Resort. Those warm days between the end of summer and the start of, and the start of Halloween time. This week also brings added re- refurbishments. Soaring Around the World is closed. Um, well, it's going to be... Actually, it's open now by the time we read this. Um, Monsters is actually closed. Monsters, Inc. is closed through September 21st. Uh, Riverbell Terrace is closed um, indefinitely. I'm so mad about that. I, I tried to book a reservation for when we're there yeah. in two weeks. But, oh, it's, uh, but expected to be November 16th. That doesn't help me. No. Um, but, oh, because you want to do the Fantastic Meal? I heard that they are doing that elsewhere. Blue Bayou. Blue Bayou. But Booked solid no, while but, we're there. Okay, Hungry Bear, but there's also a, a third one that they... Cafe t- Orleans. Cafe Orleans Booked is doing... solid. Really? When we're there. Like, it's going to be a freaking madhouse when we're there. I can just see it. Okay. Jeez. Unfortunately, it's going to be a disaster. Okay. So we're doing World of Color Ariel's Grotto instead. For, oh. Yeah. Okay. We're going to do Ariel's okay. before it goes away because we've yeah. never done it. So. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. See, Grizzly River Run was closed first week of September. Um, and For an unscheduled. Hmm. Oh. That's a little nerve-wracking. Yeah. Right. Um, let's see. Summer Heroes is winding down. And let's see. No more sandwiches. <laughs> Fantasmic and remember, fireworks show. Or now our Friday to Sunday schedule, plus holidays. Um, the two shows do not perform on Halloween party nights. Uh, Mickey Sensational Parade performs daily at Disneyland. With two daily performances on weekends at this time. Okay, there's no daytime parade at Disneyland California Adventure. Oh, man. And no nighttime parade in the park. Oh, With the exception of the event-exclusive Halloween parade in Disneyland. (laughs) I'm okay with that. And that was the news. Yeah. All right. Exciting stuff. Um, Okay, so it's time for one of my favorite segments. Um, The people have spoken, and they like this segment. Um, It's one-on-one with Jet. Hold on. Udi, are you awake? (laughs) <laughs> no, he's not. No, I'm... Th- it's very upset. The look I have is a look of dread. Oh, <laughs> stop it. Because once again... Udi's going to win. We have been... No, no, no. We have been banned again. And every time we get banned from any of our socials, it makes me worry. There's cause for concern. Don't be scared. <laughs> I'm not scared. I'm scared. You are scared. I'm, I'm fearful. Don't be okay. fearful. It's okay. Okay. And uncomfortable. No, I'm kidding. Well, it's one-on-one with Jess. Yay. To all who come to this happy place, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to 101 with Jess, where we see the magic of Disney through the eyes of a passionate guardian of Walt's legacy. All right, gentlemen and listeners, welcome back to 101 with Jess. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. And I know Udi is too. So, um, you so know, excited. we do the usual. And now I am trying to find my usual. 
there. Where? Oh my goodness. Where did it go? Uh oh. No, we're good. 101 is 101. 101 is 101 at the moment. I was trying no, my Disney, this day in Disney history, and right now I am struggling. Oh, though, it was right in front of me. We're good. So, this day in <laughs> Disney history, which would be September 11th, we're going back to 1968. Okay. Okay. Uh, the United States Postal Service pays tribute to Walt Disney with the release of a commemorative six cent postage stamp issued only two years after his death. Very cool. Right? Wow. Yeah. It was nice to see that they actually did something for Walt. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that is my This Thing in History, Disney History. But now we are going to do something that we all love to do. So let's get something going here. And then let me just go with this, something like this. Hi, LTP crew. It's Becky, a.k.a. Baby Got Back. <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you so much for doing this show. I have a brutal commute, and being able to listen to you twice a month during it really brightens my day and adds some Disney magic. I was curious, what are you most looking forward to during your October park trip? It's coming up soon. I'm also visiting the park during October, so if our trips coincide, we definitely need to meet up for a picture and maybe even a spiked Dole Whip. (laughs) Keep up the great work and take care. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I'm telling you, Udi and I are kind of not having full of words right now. We're kind of like, what? <laughs> wow. Okay. Pretty cool, huh? Yes. So, thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that ship is going to be in January, I believe. Yeah, well, it unfortunately kind of got moved around. Yeah, so... You can come to the um, museum with us. Yeah, well, Je- <laughs> Jess will be in October. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, our our, our um, it made me sad a little bit because I'm like, man, I was looking forward to October, but mm-hmm. it looks like January is going to work better for everybody. So, what am I looking forward to when I go, though? Hmm, I don't know. I, I actually, you know what? I'm, you know, okay. I think I said it before. Um, last time we went when we made our our show trip, it was too short. So we it had was. a lot. Of, we were running, and, and, and we, we didn't get to do everything I wanted to do. So what I'm looking forward to our next trip is to kind of slow everything down mm-hmm. and go from start to finish as the crew mm-hmm. and enjoy that and just and just enjoy it with uh, with the team here. And, and with everyone else we're trying to bring along with us. Yeah. We want to try to make it a big, happy family. And then just, you know, and enjoy the park and do those things, those small secret little things that, that we didn't have time for yeah. and really just kind of soak it all back in again. So uh, that's what I'm and, looking for to. I mean, Becky, uh, Shannon and I, uh, we will be there October 1st through the 4th. Um, so if you're there, you know, you've got all of our socials and everything, let me know because uh, we would definitely meet up for a Spike Dole Whip. That would be awesome. <laughs> what about you, Mark? Well, I just wanted to ask, well, I, I'm going to add on to Udi's, but I just had a question real quick for you, Udi, specifically. Okay. Um, with the railroad mm-hmm. opening up again now, mm-hmm. might this change your opening day sequence for your first visit to the park? You know, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Part of me, part of me says yes. Mm-hmm. And because I think, um, with the changes and it being gone, I, it's going to make me want to just, you know, go to the right and just hang a left and go right up those stairs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, it could be I'm, a game time decision. I, I'm going to go with game time because I'm so that that my process is so ingrained in what I want to do. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to buck those. You know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. hard to kind of go like, oh no! But that is a big lure, front racing trains, and yeah. you know, 
I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. And <laughs> okay. I can give you a solid, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think just echo what Udi said. Just maybe take some time and explore things that we just didn't get a chance to really. Um, maybe look in some more shops. Maybe try a new restaurant that I haven't been to. I like it. I try like a new it. Like food it. item. What? I, you know what I want to do? Um, I want to do the Dan Challenge. Remember the Dan Challenge that Jess failed yeah, at? Yeah, I want to do that too. Did you every that. attraction? Yes. Yep. Start and just work your way. We could do it. Yeah. It would be fun for all of us if we did it together. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just take just take the time and um, I don't know, look at things that maybe we didn't look at, and yep. maybe you know maybe not get a fast pass for Indy, and maybe go through yeah. the whole queue and out, the whole outdoors and and you know maybe try to ride that at night, followed by a Jungle Cruise at night, and mm-hmm. I don't know, just um, but maybe definitely trying something new that I haven't tried before. I like that. New food. Yeah, because yeah. I've never been to, I mean, honestly, I've never eaten at the French Market. I've never eaten at the Cafe Orleans. Then we need to do that. Yeah. So um, We'll get some of those done. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Awesome. Yay. Thank you, Becky. Thank you, Becky. Yep. Hey there, Leave Me Today crew. This is your friend Joey with the Disney Universe podcast, and <laughs> I'm really happy to be part of this one-on-one with Jess. So I would think one of the things I really enjoy about your show is just the natural uh, conversation, just how fluent it feels and just seems real, not scripted. Uh, you guys' personalities and really uh, go well together. So it just makes it easy and enjoyable uh, to listen. So um, that's one of the things I enjoy. Uh, you guys always have great topics too. I know it's it's really hard to think of a good topic you know, maybe something original or hasn't been done before or has been done before, but in a different way. So uh, that's always really enjoyable. So, and like I said, the banter is awesome. So um, keep up the great work. Uh, Look forward to uh, hanging out someday and, you know, enjoying one or four adult beverages with you guys. So (laughs) take care, keep up the great work and can't wait to listen to future shows. Thanks, Joey. Thanks, Uh, Joey. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, You know, (laughs) I'm going to give you you guys a little bit of the uh, behind the scenes um, for this episode. We were were just talking about the show and and what it is that we do. And um, I said exactly what you just said. And, and, And you're just like, you're blowing my mind right now because... You, I literally said what you just said about five minutes ago. I think why people listen to our show, and then here you are, and Jess, and you knew this was coming. So she, <laughs> Jess, has been on cloud nine about this. He's like, wait till you guys, one on one's gonna be amazing, and I'm like, wow. So I, I couldn't, I, I don't know. I'm humbled by the the fact that you guys are taking time to actually say this, and and I just, you guys are blowing me right now. So um. Thanks, Joey. And yeah, I mean, yeah, we need to get, uh, yeah, we need, yeah, we need to make beverages. that happen. Absolutely. We need to make that happen, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Joey. And I think we're neighbors, aren't we? Yeah. I, I Citrus Heights? Is he Citrus Heights? I live really close to you. Okay. Yeah. Now that, that I know you live in Citrus Heights, we're neighbors, man. We, we're right yeah. around each other somewhere. We're probably not too far from each other. Yeah, I mean, again, thank you for the kind words, Joey. I mean, I, I don't know how to even say it from my perspective, but I'm always constantly second guessing what we're doing on the show and 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 if things are flowing and you know if people are enjoying it and um so thank you so much for for saying that it means so much to me 
Yeah. And I know what everyone else yeah, does. Oh, of and, course. Yeah. And yeah, the, thank honestly, you. the fact that you guys listen, and to Becky, who, if we help her commute, um, I, you know. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. It's a fantastic thing. <laughs> I just don't have words, but thank you. <laughs> Good evening and hello from Colorado. Uh, this is your one of many podcast, I guess, fans, because, yeah, I am a fan of the show. Uh, Mark, Jess, Udi. <laughs> You guys are doing an amazing job. I really appreciate listening. Um, I'd like to listen to more, but there are no more. So <laughs> I have to wait until the next one comes out. Questions I have for you guys tonight are, what are the Magic Band rumors? I know they have Magic Bands in Florida, and they are amazing. I have, you, we use them on our two-week trip out there. It just makes so much things so much easier. It's better to navigate better with fast passes you can preload your credit card to it you don't have to worry about you know carrying cash with you and the only reason why i'm wondering about a magic band rumor is with star wars land coming out they say it's going to be interactive and it's going to be able to tell you how you're interacting with the other cast members well how are they going to interact if they don't know exactly who everybody is and yes you can have your um, I guess tickets, so to speak, and it's got the RFID chip. But what if one person is holding all the tickets? Mm-hmm. So you just never know. <laughs> um, another question I have for you is, what's your favorite meal? And I'm not talking just where you would like your favorite snack or just favorite food, all-time favorite. It could be anything. Inside the park, Disney Springs, California Adventure. Um, that's entirely up to you. I'm currently planning a trip in 2019. Uh, we're going to be staying at the Disney Vacation Club, the Grand Floridian. It's going to be our first time there, so it's going to be hopefully awesome to us. And maybe if you guys have time and you guys are there, we can all meet up. So I will let you guys continue on with your podcast and keep up the great work. And you guys are doing a great job. And I look forward to listening. Thanks. So Dan, he, um, when him and I kept, we continued our conversation a little bit and, um, he meant the grand California, not the grand Florida. so they're oh. going to be in Disneyland okay. um, in 2019. So yeah, I just love that you guys are blown away. I, this is I, you exactly know, how I, I, what I want. I am blown away. I, I, oh my gosh, I, <laughs> this is not how <laughs> I thought I'd be spending my Monday night. Um, <laughs> but, uh, well, this has been an incredible evening. So I've um, got both of them uh, blushing, but, just so um, you know. It sure isn't the wine. Yeah, no, it might be the wine. Um, again, thank you, Dan, for taking time to, to yeah. even listen to us and to call in. Um, and and I, I'm so I'm so happy that we're able to do stuff for you. And uh, probably not at the frequency that you wish, but we're getting <laughs> them out as soon as we can. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, as long as there's going to be someone listening, we're going to keep doing this. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I'll try to answer your question first, uh, magic bands, you know, the reason why, uh, well, look, Disney spent a lot of money. I mean, millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to get these things going. Um, and they they seem to be working pretty well in Disney world in the magic kingdom over there. Um, and I suspect something like that will happen for Star Wars Land because that's going to be an interesting yep. scenario. Yep. Um, I know the infrastructure is there. The question that I have is, 
Out of all the parks, though, Disneyland in Anaheim is more of a locals park where you don't want to plan weeks in advance where you're going to have your hamburger, you know, yeah. two weeks later. Or if you could, if you feel like going on parts of the Caribbean on the third day of your trip, that's just not how that park is run. Um, but that's not to say that isn't how Star Wars is going to be. So I suspect you're going to be seeing something like that for going in and out of Star Wars land. I don't know that it's going to come to full fruition in the park itself. Um, and then, uh, but it sounds like a good thing. I mean, they have the small thing with this max pass and Jess has already gone through that and, um, she says she loves it and 13 loves it. Yep. Definitely um, worth, definitely worth the money. So. And then, what's the second question? Food. Our favorite foods or snacks. Did you want to say something at all before this? Well, no. I was going to say, just reiterate, I think the uh, Magic Band is going to be... Um, my my thought process is that's going to be exactly what they do to make it more... more do you think they're going to like put it on like when you go in, though, and then you take it off and give it back? Like That way, everything's kind of... You have like a prerequisite. You know, like maybe, the characters already m- in like maybe. said things. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking, but I mean, I haven't heard anything past that, but um, other than it's coming. So I, I'm thinking that's going to be the vehicle, like Mark was saying, that it's going to make it, since they're touting it's going to be super immersive that um that's the only way that i can see them right now doing that and then making you part in because they they mentioned how you're going to gain a reputation um and whether good or bad um and so how else are they going to do that other than through that magic band so um that's what i've heard and and i can only assume that that's going to be the main uh, process so uh, food, you can answer food or I can answer food. Go for it. You can go first. You're on a roll. Well, he loves okay. food. So at the park, well, you said it, it doesn't have to be at the park, right? Is that, no, know? in the park. In the park? I don't have He to. said or downtown Disney. Or downtown okay. Disney. Okay. So, okay. So I will say, and I didn't have a chance to get it, was the Dole Whips. I always remember Dole Whip growing up. So, or frozen lemonade. I like that stuff. Like when it comes to food, food, I don't really have one. Not in the park. And everyone who listens to the show, you guys, you know this. When it comes to food. If I hadn't, if Jay hadn't, you know, been on the show and now he's gotten me like thinking like, okay, maybe I should pay mm-hmm. more attention. I wouldn't, I'm just, there you go. What about you, Mark? Um, I mean, I don't want to go back to my default rancho answer because <laughs> I, I think I've answered that to everything. You like that right? though. No, I do like that though. Yeah. Right. But and and when, when we went, where do we eat? Rancho. rancho Zocalo, yeah. Um, what does that mean in Spanish anyway? I don't even know. Oh, hmm. okay. Look, um, you know, I'll ask my mom. Okay. Or my dad, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's important questions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I like my, the, uh, I like the ice cream, and I said, I, that's the only, only place I ever ever really get it. Um, I liked having that sandwich at Jolly Holiday Market or uh, Bakery. Yeah, you had I, the um, what was it, the Monte Cristo? No, no, no. I had a market sandwich and um, oh, that's right, and tomato bisque or something like that. Ooh, tomato bisque. Um, my favorite. He said meal or snack. Mm-hmm. Okay, ice cream and popcorn there. there. I, 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 I mean, I, I the only one I know, I mean, Plaza Inn, like I said, I only go because, you know, Ariel likes that place. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, that's it. Um, Sorry. My favorite snack is the cream cheese filled pretzels mm-hmm. on Main Street at Coke Corner. That would be my favorite. I got to have one every time with the cherry Coke while we're waiting for fireworks. Oh, I like the mint julep. Oh, there you go. Okay, there you there go. There you go. See, as we talk. More come to us. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dan. That was awesome. Yeah. Thank Thank you, you. Dan. Awesome. Come on, little guy. I know you want to work. Oh, no. 
Hey, what's up? Leaving today podcast. I am on vacation in my hotel. Uh, just so you guys know, my hotel does have bed sheets, and alcohol is way too strong. Uh, some things I would change about the show. Uh, nothing really, unless you guys could do it like every day, and maybe if you guys were also making billions with the B of dollars for the show, um, that'd be pretty cool. But I've got no effect on that, so sorry. Um, other than that. Show's awesome to listen to. Yeah, you guys get along like me and my friends. Sometimes you guys give each other a hard time, but at the end of the day, you can tell that uh, you guys really care about what you're talking about, care about each other, and it just makes it really fun to listen to and really comes through, um, you know, through the headphones on the car speaker, wherever it is. It feels like I'm chilling in the living room, talking, hanging out, so uh, I can't, can't complain. Um, probably... One of the you know, things that I look forward to the most is listening and it always gets me kind of pumped up to go to the parks. Um, like the news segments and then getting a take on it. Something's kind of dumb. Uh, you guys don't hesitate to mm-hmm. call it out, which is also <laughs> awesome because uh, sometimes we get a little blindsided and we just accept the news. We kiss Mickey Mouse's butt a little bit. <laughs> Something should be called out. You guys aren't afraid to do that, which is cool. Um, other than that, uh, keep doing what you guys are doing. It's awesome. Look forward to it you know, every couple weeks. Uh, I've been listening forever. I'll probably keep listening unless I die in the near future. Hopefully not. So, uh, it's quite possible. It's quite possible I don't return, especially if the uh, Vikings keep playing like this. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this is Fernando, not in San Diego, <laughs> kind of from San Diego in LA now. And just keep doing what you guys are doing. He's in Vegas right now, extremely oh, wow. hungover. Okay. Was gonna send something last night, but was was a little too intoxicated. <laughs> um, he said he should have recorded it while he was sober, but when uh, you have whiskey for breakfast, it's kind of hard to do. So hashtag liquid diet. So <laughs> there you go. So that was okay. Fernando. <laughs> Thank you, Fernando. Thank you so much, Fernando. <laughs> now, um, oh, that means a lot that you just did that. Just yeah, on your vacation, on vacation, man. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. <laughs> oh, man. What? Yep, yep. Okay, so, how is this even happening? I don't I, know. Yeah. I told you guys I loved this one. So, this is our last one, and I had to save it for the last one. Okay. Excuse me. Um, had to save it for the last one. For obvious reasons, and you will understand okay. once I play it. But um, is it is it you? Yeah, it's me. I I, I did it to myself. Oh, but um, this is crazy. Okay. But yeah, this is. I had to say this one for last, so it okay. is. It is our longest one. Okay. Okay. Um, but it's just it's it's perfect. Okay. okay. Uh, hi guys. Uh, this is Jose from Mexico. Uh, what a better place to record this message, to you guys, and in the middle of Fantasyland. <laughs> I don't know if you can listen to the background music of King Carcer's Carousel. Um, this is uh, the place I chose to record the message. And I wanted to let you know that this trip uh, has been really different than the many others I've, I've had. I haven't been he- the, here since uh, 2009. And it's pretty different now that I've heard so many opinions and facts that you guys give to me. Uh, 
I get to see many things from a different point of view. I get to see many other things that were there ever since the park was open, and I hadn't been aware of them, uh, especially on Main Street. Main Street has a lot of things to see. Uh, this is my first trip uh, with my daughter. She's about to be three years old, and we came before uh, she had to pay. <laughs> and well, I, I took a little chance while she was taking a nap uh, to wander around Main Street. Uh, and it's, it's real amazing. It's full of history. And just by sitting down and watching the people walk by, it's really, really satisfying to feel Main Street here. Uh, I also thought a lot of jazz here at the Main Street, especially when I went through the attractions and uh, the Storybook Land Canals. Um, on the other side, uh, I, just, I also wanted to give my opinion on Fantasmic. Uh, it is different. It is really different from what I had thought, but it is also my daughter's first Fantasmic, even though she was a little bit asleep during the show, during <laughs> the five, first five or ten minutes. It, it was her first Fantasmic, and that's what she will remember uh, from now on. Uh, I really miss the first one, the previous one, uh, but on the good side, uh, this is also great. It's great uh, to have many more uh, other characters. And uh, yeah, I also agree with Jess. It, it is pretty much the same as World of Color. I had a chance <laughs> to see World of Color uh, the day before yesterday too. And it's pretty much the same, but it's, it, it's also really nice. It's nice. The, the bad thing is you're now You, you get to you get to pay or to get the max pass and so that's that's a bummer but uh, if you get if you get ready and you're you're there early you you get to see it in the ninth spot uh, I hope uh, I'm not taking too long I don't know how, how long <laughs> you, you you want to to see me uh, I just read Jess's message that that you guys were not going to listen to this until the show so uh, I hope this is a big surprise for you guys, and uh, keep up the good work. Uh, it's nice to to talk to you and uh, be you guys the ones to who listen to us. Uh, this was not the the right occasion, but uh, any other next time, we'll see you in the parks. Thanks. This is Jose from the latest update from Fantasyland. Best end one, right? Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. So, um, here. Okay. <laughs> to thank take this, you, to yeah, take it. <laughs> uh, okay. So, <laughs> thank, thank you, thank Jose. You, thank you, Jose. Uh, thank you so much, okay. Jose. So, um, this is going to go, I'm going to go on record now saying this is probably the one and only Jess, uh, 101 with Jess that I will probably love forever. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, you, you guys, uh, Jose, uh, everybody, uh, I, 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 Mark and I are sitting here, and um, and for everything that that um, we've go through for the show, and, and mostly Mark and Jess are, you know, and I'll say it, I've said it before, 
you guys are everything to us. You guys, you know, we say it all the time, and I always feel like we, and I've said it, we need to keep on reiterating that you guys make us strive for this. And, and, And you guys don't even understand. The other half of the show that's coming up right after this is amazing. And, and, and we owe all of it. Every, every single thing that, that we're doing here, we owe to you guys. We, we, all we did, I mean, Mark brought up some crazy idea like, hey, let's do a Disney podcast a year and a half ago. Longer than that. Longer than that. And, and, and here we are now, and we have you guys listening, and you guys, and then hearing these words of um, just, I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I, I'm blown away by everything you guys are saying, and, and, for everything you guys saying that you appreciate us, I'm going to tell you this right now. We appreciate you guys a billion times more. I, I, I don't even know. Um, there aren't words in my vocabulary to describe to you how much we appreciate it. I know how much Mark and Jess, and, and we just thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart. I mean, I've said it before, but man, like, I'm blown away. T- tonight has been one of those nights that I never... You know, in my three years now of podcasting, four podcasts, I, I, I didn't think I'd have a night like that where, where, like I said, once you guys hear the interview after this, because we, 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 we already had the interview of the main feature presentation, and then we're already writing off of that. And once you get, and then you guys, you guys just have, have made this one of the best nights I've had in a very long time. And I thank you guys so much. And I appreciate you guys so much. I do not have the words. Thank you. And thank you, Jess. You yes, are well. I, yeah. you know what? And I'll, what I'll do. Okay, so now, okay, so here is the Instagram photo. Okay. <laughs> okay. And so what I put was, all right, y'all, time for another segment of One One with Jess. Said so now, oops. I said now this is going to be a little tricky. It requires a little work from our listeners, but I'm hoping you're all game for it. Twice a month, you all tune in and listen to our voices for hours at a time. Well. I'd love to share your voices this week. I'd like to get some audio of any listeners that would like to tell me why they love, what they love about our show, or even what they think needs a little tweaking. <laughs> we always love questions you may have for us as well. I just, or I would just have you, I said, I'd just have you record it on your phone and then text it to me so I can use it. I know it's a lot of work, but I would love nothing more than to shock the boys with our fans' voices. If you want to participate, please direct message me. I'll get you, I'll get you my number. Really hoping to hear from you all. XOXO, Jess. Awesome. And that's how I kind of got it out there, and it was on <sighs> Facebook and whatnot, but I really just, and I, it was, it's, it's different when they write it, mm-hmm. but to actually hear them speak the words, it's... Yeah, I, you know, I don't want to say the same thing what he said, but I just, I don't really have the words for it. I, you know, uh, <laughs> the fact that what we're doing here impacts people and you know jose's in mexico um you know and and people in arizona and colorado Mm -hmm. um and of course california and it's just uh, you know uh, i never even thought it would even get to that point i just thought you know we could talk about disneyland and have a few laughs and talk about news and design and things like that and it just you know the fact that people look forward to this the, the fact that people want to listen to it and having opinions and um, I don't know. I, I wish we could record every day, Fernando. I wish we could get it out sooner, Dan. Um, and, you know, Becky, if it helps your commute. I know Michael helps his commute. Mm-hmm. Um, and who, who, like whomever, 
I don't, don't have words for you except for, you know, thank you so much and we will keep doing this. Um, and it just it really means a lot to me. And I know, like, like I said, to Jess and Udi as well. So, yeah. And, and, you know, anytime we can get together, we got to get something going. <laughs> I know. I'd love to be able to get all of our fans together. So, good one on one with Jess, Udi. Mm hmm. It's the only one I'm ever going to go on record saying I liked. Good. Yay, me. Good job, you guys. Thank you <laughs> yeah, so much. I know you. it was a little bit of, you know, it was work for you guys to get in and tweak it. And, um, but it was definitely, it was definitely worth it. So thank you guys so much. Thank you for, for, thank you for, thank you for putting that together. You're welcome. Yeah. I couldn't, I'm all choked I was, up here. good. I know. Good. <laughs> um, I got them all choked up, guys. It's yeah. good. Yeah. You got me to shut up, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, that was one-on-one with Jess. Let's move on to our feature presentation. And now for our feature presentation. Hey, Living Today podcast listeners, we have a special guest tonight. We want to welcome to the show the, the Disney historian for the Diz Unplugged podcast network of shows, Michael Bowling. Michael shares history segments of the Diz Unplugged podcast, Disneyland edition, including the series 60 Years of Disneyland and Windows on Main Street, amongst others. He is also the host of the Diz Unplugged Connecting with Walt podcast, which is a show dedicated to Disney history. Michael, welcome to the Leaving Today podcast. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. This is the first show I have ever been a guest on. Oh Are you kidding me? Really? No, no. You're my wow. you're my first. That wow. is so cool. That is so awesome. <laughs> yes. Well, well, thank you so much for yeah, agreeing to you. be on this. Um, you know, like I said, I have like a a list of people that I really admire in the Disney world, and I try to reach out to them and have them come on so we, we can talk to them and. I don't know, just kind of get the conversations going, and you were definitely on that list. And you were, um, like, when I started this, I, when I, I did, had no idea I'd be able to actually be able to talk to you, so I'm stoked. So. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate it. Okay, so um, maybe you can give us and the listeners a quick history about your background um, and so, that they, or so they are familiar with you. Sure. Well, I grew up in San Francisco, awesome. um, not, not far from the Walt Disney Family Museum. Uh, I was raised, though, in a, in a somewhat strict British household. <laughs> okay. So, so, okay. so that, that, that explains a lot about me right there. <laughs> and I, I, did, I did a little childhood acting, oh, just really? a bit. And that led me to actually working, doing a little work for the um, Walt Disney Studio hmm. for a time. So I did have the good fortune to meet Walt Disney, oh. you know, uh, on, a, on a couple of occasions. Oh. Unfortunately, I was so young. I, I mean, I knew him from watching him, of course, every week on television, mm -hmm. but I didn't... Uh, I guess the magnitude of it didn't really hit me wow. until years later when I really realized, you know, I was I was meeting a genius, but, you know, I was nine years old. Right. So oh, to yeah. me, he was to, he was just he was just another adult to be respectful. <laughs> but wow. he was he was just very nice, very kind, very warm man in the brief time that I had with him. I ultimately realized I didn't care for acting all that <laughs> much. And so I, because I'm basically an introvert at heart. Oh, so okay. uh, acting was, took a lot out of me. Yeah. So I, so ironically, I ended up going into teaching 
and there I'm very comfortable in front of a group. And I taught um, elementary school for many years, became an administrator. I taught at the junior college level, became an administrator um, at that as well, but prefer being in the classroom. I only retired from teaching really only about a year or so ago. I I also, uh, for a company, I... um, I am in charge of all their technical writers um, across the country, so I keep rather odd hours. And that's, that's exactly what I what, what what I do. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said oh, that, I'm like, hey, Mark does that. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. So yeah, so I'm the supervisor for the, this company's um, technical writing team. Oh wow. And and about. Oh, when the Walt Disney Family Museum opened, of course, my wife and I became members. We went there um, all the time. And I had also got to know um, through activities, uh, you know, I was a fan of the Diz Unplugged mm-hmm. podcast. But there was only one in those days. Right. Yeah. And, and I became friends with a lot of the people on it. And they started a Disneyland show. And I didn't apply to be on it because I thought, well, you probably have to live near Disneyland. I, I learned later that was not a prerequisite. <laughs> and and uh, they invited me to be on the show as a guest to talk about the uh, Snow White exhibition at the Walt Disney Family Museum. Okay. And so I came on the show, talked about it, and they thanked me. And I figured, oh, that was fun. And then about Two weeks later, I was invited to be back on again, but was asked to fully participate in the show and to be, uh, you know, to I was given sort of the outline of the show and what to prepare for. I told my wife, I think I'm being auditioned, but they haven't, they haven't told me. And so sure enough, I was auditioned. Um, little did I know is that their, their historian on the show at the time was planning to leave. Oh, and okay. so, um, so I was... Pete Werner, who's the head of the Diz, uh, approved me. And so I was brought on and I did the Disneyland history episodes. And about a few years into that, the listeners to our Walt Disney World show said, you know, you have Disneyland history. We want Walt Disney World history. (laughs) So out of that, connecting with Walt was born. And it's but Pete and I agreed it shouldn't just focus on Walt Disney World. So it it encompasses all of um, Dis- Disney history, whatever that may be. But it always connects back to Walt because it's amazing even what in modern times we see in the park. It's, it's remarkable how much it connects back to Walt mm-hmm. and his vision and his philosophy. And I think it's important for young people who didn't grow up with Walt the way my generation did, that they understand that and that they know Walt. And so that's the mission of connecting with Walt. I love that. So, yeah, I love no, that. That love is that. amazing. It's... That is amazing. I like that a lot. Yeah, because uh, I think we've said it very often, and that's part of the reason why we, we talk about it, is we tried to, and Jess in particular, at least for our show, is very much connected with Walt and uh, wants to always preserve whatever she can. And is always, this. if you want to get her a little upset, maybe try to push something and maybe if she feels like you're pushing Walt out of the park, yeah, it's not a good day. And and, and it's <laughs> fantastic that, you know, we that's what we try to do here. We always try to bring up Walt and make sure we understand how much of a genius Walt really was. Exactly. And then as Marty Scalar once said to me, you know, there's one person's name on the door. Yeah. You know, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. and that is 
Walt Disney, and yep. we need to always remember that. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. That brought, it brought a tear to me when you said that you got to meet him. That, oh, that hit me. Yeah. That got me. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <clears throat> okay, so, so when, when did you first become interested in Disneyland? Gosh, uh, you know, I, I think I've always been interested. My joke is, is that according to my parents, I, they t- I was taken to Disneyland when I was one year old. The <laughs> park would have been two years old. Mm-hmm at the time okay so so and, and i always say when when tinkerbell flew across you know the sky <laughs> that night i must have opened my mouth and the, the pixie dust got it <laughs> i swallowed it and it got into my bloodstream because i was hooked mm-hmm. i was just hooked on disneyland from the beginning i think that that's because my generation that grew up with walt he was on tv every week uh, i wasn't quite old enough to watch the park being built but on television, but we certainly saw all the new attractions that were coming on being built. We saw all the shows. I mean, talk about marketing. Mm-hmm. He got an Emmy Award for, uh, you know, a television episode on how he made 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which is, <laughs> when you think about it, it's one long commercial. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, sure, sure. But, but, you know, so we watched all of that. And Disneyland is so ingrained with Southern California culture that... Um, I think my generation is just Disneyland is just a part of your experience and who you are. And I like what it represents. Uh, I'm sure Jess definitely, you all feel this way, and I'm sure Jess especially Mm -hmm. does. When you walk down Main Street, it's just a whole different feeling takes over you. Definitely. You know, you feel like the weight of the world just is removed from your shoulders. There's a, a joy and a spirit that I think is very unique to that park. That even though there is a joy in all of the Disney parks, there's something really unique about what's in Disneyland. And, you know, and, you know, I I think we still feel Walt's presence there. I agree 100%. We were just, I was just talking about that. We had a friend send us a picture um, of Storybook, you know, before the park opened, and Mm -hmm. that was my attraction. And so... I was talking about how I miss those mornings because when there's no guests, you know, in the park and it's clean and it's crisp, cool air, you just, you feel that magic. And there's, there's something there that is very powerful, especially in the mornings, you know, before everything gets going that, yeah, it's, you can definitely feel Walt's presence there still. Mm-hmm. I do, especially in Fantasyland. I agree. Oh, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Oh, well, Fantasyland is Walt. Yeah, yeah. it is. I mean, and that... I was so, I was so proud that, that I was given that opportunity to be able to call that my home. You know, and yeah, that is Walt. That is that was his that was his baby was Fantasyland. Yeah, and Storybook Land Canal Boats. Oh my goodness, he loved miniatures. Mm-hmm. That sort of got him going. Yeah, from miniature trains, trains. to mm-hmm. to building miniatures himself. Yeah, yeah. So. so I was very lucky that I got to actually get that you know experience because that uh, to me that is him. Yeah. That area is him. Yeah. So. Well, I think there's a certain amount of magic too when you get to walk the park by yourself at night. Yes. Which yeah. I did in the summer last year, and then Udi was in the fall yep. uh, coming back from, from Critter Country when there's just nothing going on back there. Yeah. And it's just, mm-hmm. I yeah. know my experience was the same as yours, Udi, yep. Udi with that. Right? Yeah, no, um, it, it, it's kind of like the opposite side. I think, the to me, the most beautiful times or the most magical times of the park are right at the very beginning, right mm-hmm. at twilight as the lights are coming in, and then that last one about 1201, 1202, when you've got that last attraction right in, and for me, the last one when I walked was Haunted. 
So I walked, I came out of mansion and there was nobody around me and I mm-hmm. got to walk and I got, you know, the rivers were kind of cut down, but you know, I still enjoyed it, you know, and it's, I felt like it was very peaceful. And then you felt that you could just feel like this is the magic that has been created in this place. And then, yeah, going down Main Street like that. And I, that's one of the things I remember going down Main Street as a little kid was one of the things is, is you feel the transformation going in and it just speaks to that. And yeah, that is absolutely magical to me. And it's fantastic. Yeah. And those are my favorite times right at the morning, right when the lights come on down Main Street. And then at night, that last walk out when there's no one else around, you can kind of feel alone and feel like his presence there. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, the walk, the park is so different at night. I was always fascinated with the twinkle lights oh, uh, in yeah. the hub. I don't know why. Yeah. I just thought that was so magical. But yeah, I had a similar experience. We were years ago. We were at Club Thirty Three with friends oh. having dinner, and we we stayed late because you know you stay there as long as you possibly can. Yeah, yeah. I would. And, <laughs> and and it was it was closing time. And so when we walked out, they actually, the park had emptied out. We had, to, they escorted us <laughs> to the park. So I don't know what they thought we were going to do, swim over to Tom Sawyer Island. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> and, um, and it was, the park was quiet. The crews hadn't come out yet to start cleaning up. And, you know, a few of the vendors were, you know, rolling their carts, you know, off stage. But, um, yeah, it was it was amazing. It was eerie. But the interesting thing is, is that Walt did not like the park that way. Mm-hmm. You know, the classic photo of him walking through the yep. castle, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that we all know. Mm-hmm. He hated that photograph. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because there were no people in the park because <laughs> he for him, it it, it it that park was for people mm-hmm. and he didn't like it when it was empty. Yeah. Wow. So. It's in that, that's so crazy. That's one of my favorite photos. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it is. It's a beautiful shot. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's another shot of him uh, sitting on the, sorry, standing on the stairs on the Main Street terminal mm-hmm. looking down. Yeah. I'm sure you know that one, Michael. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think that's a great image, too. It's just like you can go to those actual steps and stand there. Yeah. And go, he was right here. He was standing right here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, now, when. Yeah. When you leave the park at night, do you always look up at his window at the light? Mm-hmm. I do. I do. So you, yeah. You have to. Yeah. yeah, you have to. Oh, yeah. 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 Always thank him. Yeah. yeah. Right. I always, when I walk in in the morning, too, uh, I, I also like walking in in the morning, as you said, Udi. And yeah. I, I always remember, though, that day when um, when the park was open to the guests on that first day. And I hear the stories of... Uh, the Mouseketeers, the original Mouseketeers mm-hmm. were there and some others. And he was standing at his apartment, looking out, seeing the people coming in, looking so happy and excited. And he had a tear, uh-huh. you know, rolling down his cheek. And I always think of that image of Walt looking out his window, just so overjoyed mm-hmm. at at people coming into the park that he dreamt of for, you know, for since he opened the studio, mm-hmm. you know, in Burbank. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You always, I always tell him good night when we walk by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good night, yeah. Walt. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, I don't want to get sidetracked here, but that's often how we do it do on the show. Yeah. <laughs> but when you enter the park, Michael, do you always enter it on the right or the left? Or does it matter to you? It doesn't matter to me. It, de- ah. it, it depends where I'm going. Okay. Pretty okay. much. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, see, I didn't care. I was like that, but Udi and Jess said, well, we got to go from the right. And now we, I just ended from the right, and it just makes sense. And we leave on the left. Yep. yep. 
You enter the yeah. right, leave on the left. Yeah, because it feels <laughs> like you, you com- you've done a full circle, and then, yeah, you walk out and you go by the apartment, and you kind of, as you head out, and it's, um, yeah, it's, it kind of completes. It always creates a nice circle, and, like, you finishing off your day, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so grew up in San Francisco and went to the park the year after it opened, so 1956. Um, well, 57 I went. So the park was two years old. Okay, that's right, he two years old. Okay, and, but, oh, but you were one. Gotcha, 57. Mm-hmm. Um, now, did you guys make an annual trip down there as a family? We did. Okay. Did you guys do the Knott's Berry Farm two-step? You go to Knott's Berry Farm and... We did. We usually went... We I had relatives that lived in, down there, so we would go for an extended time, and then my parents would return home with my brother, and then I would remain. I would stay longer oh. uh, and, and with my relatives. And I think it was just because I was more into parks and things mm. than the rest of my family. And yeah, and we would go to Knott's Berry Farm. Okay. And, and then in... Um, Oh gosh, the old there were there was like a Bush Gardens. Yeah, mm-hmm. out in Sepulveda. Yep, and we would we would go to that, and <laughs> yeah. it wasn't far from their house actually, and yeah, so we would do all kinds of stuff. Went to Marine World. Yep, I remember when that, that was oh, around. I love mm-hmm. Marine World. Yep, my Never uncle went... owned that. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say my uncle owned the ski show at Marine World. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Oh gosh! Yeah, yeah. I went to. Uh, we never made it to the um, lion. Was it Lion Country Safari? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I, uh-huh. I went to that. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I was so disappointed that we never got to that. What is that? I'm that sorry, was another outdoor park. Yeah, but it was more really? of like a nature reserve yeah. type of thing. Cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, right. but you but you drove your car. Yeah, through you it. drove yeah. it through. Yeah, yeah. And this yeah. was in. Southern so, California? Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to remember where it was. Yeah. I that's kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. I dig it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's taking me back because yeah. my, my dad used to live in Oxnard and um, we said when we would go visit him, he would take us to all these, all these places, uh, Bush Gardens. Yeah, I definitely remember that because um, they had, the, they had a, a log flume that actually crossed the street. Mm-hmm. And anyways, <laughs> anyway, this is a Disneyland podcast, not a Bush Gardens <laughs> podcast. Anyways, okay. Um, so what, Michael? What what makes Disneyland so special to you? Uh, some of what we talked about mm-hmm. beforehand was, was just that feeling you get when you walk into the park. Mm-hmm. As much as I, I enjoy the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World, it's it's a different experience. It's a different feeling walking into Disneyland. I think some of it is, um, it's, it's intimacy and it, which, you know, they joke about, you know, well, you know, Florida, they just say, well, it's small, but, (laughs) but it's that, that intimacy and the lushness that it has with the gardens and and the large trees. It, it gives it a magic that I think is unique to that park. Uh, when you think about how many attractions are in there too, mm-hmm. and you, I mean, you, you step off one and you're practically in the queue of the next attraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I think Walt's presence is is definitely there in in some way. And even people go there for the first time, especially if they're from Orlando or from or or you know, Walt Disney World is their home park. They feel it too. Uh, also, I think that. I don't think there's any other park that has uh, uh, where annual pass holders have such a sense of ownership mm-hmm. of the park, and a, and uh, where um, you know I mean I mean you know you st- you see people pick up litter 
at the park. I know I still do. Yeah, I, I do too. Guilty. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Guilty. Yep. Yeah. I, I, yep. Absolutely do. And I think also, and and this isn't to to put down cast members at other Disney parks. I think though there is a a very unique sense of pride amongst cast members at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I think it's really instilled in them the how. Uh, much of an honor it is that they're carrying on Walt's legacy mm-hmm. and that they're carrying on Walt's dream because it all started there. And you can't say that of any other park. And um, so I think all of that combined makes Disneyland very, very special. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's, I mean, yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. That's amazing. Um Raleigh Crump was quoted as saying, Disneyland is the park that hugs you back. Do you believe that? Yes. Yes, he said that to me, too. Oh, well, oh. And, well he didn't say um, it to me. I just read that. No, no he does. He, and it does. Yeah. Uh, I think, and again, I think it goes back to that intimacy. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the smallness of Main Street, because, you know, it is, you know, it's uh, Main Street at Magic Kingdom is full scale. Mm-hmm. And so I think right when you walk in and, and at that five eight scale, you mm-hmm. do feel hugged yeah. and, and um, intimate. Uh, and, it, and it does feel like, you know, that's a real living Main Street. Oh, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. With the horses, the so, horse and buggies and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, and everything going through. Yeah, it's yeah. much more lived in it. It seems real. It it's not, doesn't seem like it's just a bunch of storefronts where you're just kind of, okay, you're walking through to get somewhere. You actually want to spend time. And we talked about that. We, we actually dedicated a whole episode to Main Street, Main Street. and how... Um, and what it means and how it helps transform your mentality and get your day going and, and how it kind of just sinks you into the park. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, I, I think there are a lot of things that make the park special to me. And, you know, one of the things that that kind of just like hit me the other day was that, um, you know, it's easy for me to turn on the news and get depressed as where we are as a as a as a human race. And because there's a lot of this negative things going on. But if I can sit back and take a look at Disneyland and think like, wait a minute, this was all created by humans, by people coming together. And, you know, men and women, all walks of life, put this thing together and they keep it this way. And, you know, if, if we could actually just do this, why can't we do this somewhere else? But it's just one of those examples of like, man, we got it right with this park. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. humans put this together. So, right. and I don't know, that's one of the things to me that makes mm-hmm. it special. And it's like, ah. <laughs> Well, I think Walt's optimism that he always had for the future yeah. and for, for humankind uh, that he expressed in everything he did, it, it definitely is in that park. And it's in all the parks. But... Uh, and it's when we did an episode on connecting with Walt, talking about that, how Walt's optimism really shaped a, a, a generation. Mm-hmm. It shaped the outlook, uh, the whole outlook of the United States, where we 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 saw the world as being very optimistic, and and the future was something to march into, and um, with excitement, mm-hmm. and and you know we could we could do anything, and it's sort of after Walt passed, you know we and there were a lot of changes in society, and we sort of have lost that optimism. And I think that 
one of the ways we can continue Walt's legacy is we have to keep that optimism within us and then act on it. Decide, okay, how can we, in our own lives, in our own world, make it more positive, make it more optimistic, and the way Walt did? What can we change, you mm -hmm. know, in our lives? As Walt changed the world with what he did, I think if we all have that philosophy, we could... Um, we could make things more positive. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, I which agree. Is, yeah, which is another another feather in the cap, another just part of his genius and, and what just drove everything was that. And you, yeah, you feel it every time you're there, no matter what. And, and, I, and I've said it before, I challenge people, if you've been having a bad week, a bad month, whatever it is, I challenge you to walk into that park and then continue to feel bad. You will right. not feel bad. You will no. go in there and you automatically, you feel the weight just come off and you're in a better place. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Fantastic. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah, just when you hear the music on Main Street. Yep. I, I, I hear the bell and I hear a whistle and I'm, I'm already in a better mood. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, now absolutely. Those, those train bells and train whistles. Yep. Oh, can't wait. Yep. That's the next question. Um, so um, what what is your favorite era or decade of the park and why and why would it be? God, oh, um, for me, I... I thought about this for a while and, um, and, you know, but, but it jumped out at me almost right away. And that's 1967. Oh okay. yeah. And, 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 and I think it goes back to what we were talking about optimism. I think this was Disneyland at its finest. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the, the, all the attractions from the 1964, 65 New York world's fair were in place. They'd been running some for a year, uh, you know, it's a small world, Carousel of Progress. Uh, the Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln had actually been running a couple of years. Uh, the Primeval World Diorama on the Disneyland mm. Santa Fe Railroad was was opened. Plus, by the end of 1967, the new Tomorrowland, the world, mm. you know, the world on the move uh, was, had fully debuted. So we had America the Beautiful in Circle Vision 360 yep. presented by the Bell System. And, you know, our younger listeners are going to have to Google Bell System <laughs> to see what yeah. that was. Yes. The General Electric Carousel of Progress had opened. Um, the People Mover um, mm -hmm. presented by Goodyear. Yeah. And it just makes me sad. When I see that track, abandoned track, the oh, rocket jets, oh, yeah. the rocket jets up in the proper place. Yes, um, the, the Tomorrowland place. Terrace with the stage going up and down. Yeah, uh, Adventure Through Inner Space oh, uh, yeah. was one of my favorites. Flight to the Moon by McDonnell Douglas because yep. we hadn't gotten there yet. Right, yeah, we we were almost there. So all that kinetics that's going on is that what I love about Tomorrowland was it was all those levels Tomorrowland had three levels you had the you had the people mover and the and the rockets you know at the top you had sort of the monorail and all of that and and well that's where the people mover was too in the middle and then and then at ground level you had the people and then even almost subground you had the submarines although they would go back and forth between Fantasyland and and yeah. Tomorrowland but um so, I mean, it was just that land was so amazing. Then you had the beautiful Mary Blair murals mm. that opened yep. up there uh, that were on the, the Circle Vision 360 building and right. on the Adventure Through Inner Space building. Um, those were just absolutely magnificent. And then, of course, Pirates of the Caribbean debuted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
then too. So it was like just everything. The park was just perfect. And it was really Walt's last stamp on his park. Hmm. This everything that he put into motion was there. And um, so it was the, it, the park at its it was optimistic. It was um, it was energetic. It was it, it was just I think it was the perfect park in 1967 i wish i yeah. wish i could have seen i always wish yeah. i could have been there no i mean i wasn't 60s, alive for that 50s, i wasn't either but yeah but definitely was alive for the people movers definitely was alive for circle vision 3 yep. 360 Absolutely, and i was yep. telling jess that i used yeah. to i used to get nauseated on that oh thing. i would get so I, oh, sick yeah oh no i love that thing i'd walk in into the middle and try to stand right in the middle of it because i enjoyed it right there that was the best that was the best oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah but my wife couldn't do it too. She would have to hang on to the rails. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> that would, yep. Yeah. That's, that's, that would, I couldn't even do it. I would sit down and like oh, curl man. up in a ball. <laughs> I'd get fantastic. so sick. Oh, I loved it. It was oh, so man. fantastic. So awesome. One of the things I miss so much about that. Yeah. So, so what about you? What about all of you? What What's mm-hmm. your favorite time of the park for yourselves? Who wants to go first? Um, well, I mean... I I think I would have liked it in 1959 with, you know, with Matterhorn and Monorail and Submarine Voyage and Midget Autopia all launching in August. I I would have loved that time, but I can't, I don't, I wasn't even thought of at that point. So in my own experience, um, gosh, very hard to tell. Um, Because I was there right um, when Splash Mountain opened, but... Mm -hmm. Um, sorry, a year after it had opened, and they had already started work, I believe, on, um, or there was talk about indie coming. I remember that, uh, but it wasn't my favorite time. I would say probably around the 50th anniversary was my was my favorite time because my daughters were so young, and I was watching it through their eyes. And then that wasn't their first trip; that was their second trip there. Um, but it was just, I think, a really nice time for them um, and for me too, just to watch it through them. And so. You know, everything was going great. Um, we, I think we went around the holiday season. Um, and uh, so I, that would have been, whatever, 2000? Okay. <laughs> yeah. 2000. 2007, right? 2007? No, 2005. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, 2005. 2005. Um, yeah, I mean, we haven't had, I mean, I don't know. There hasn't been much since then that has really sparked my interest of like uh, that, that would have topped it. But that would have been it. Um, cause okay. I think that's when it, for me, everything was flowing, but 67 sounds wonderful. I mean, that's, I know it's yeah. like, yeah, I, I, I have the image of the Tomorrowland entrance and, yep. and everything glistening white. And, um, of course that's pre-Space Mountain. Yep. That is pre-Space it Mountain. It is. It is. <laughs> yep. But, uh, anyway, yeah, that's, so, so that, that's mine too, 2005. 2005. Uh, mine would have been right in the 80s, and the reason why, not anything particular like what was going on at the park, it was more about me personally, because right, that's when I was a kid. And um, oh, Yeah, you're right. That's also a good one, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's where, um, as a kid, and I, you know, I, I can blame my parents, I guess, if you want to, um, they started taking us to the park. And, and so my parents are uh, immigrants in this country, so we had a lot of people that would come and visit and from um, South America. And so they would come, and every time they came, guess where we were. I mean, we knew someone was coming. Mm-hmm. I knew we were in for a trip to Disneyland. And so yes. that was what it is. So it was me as a kid growing up and 
not in a, and you know looking back back at it now I didn't fully realize the magic of everything and it took me a little bit longer to fully get everything but that was really because that is the the bedrock or the the layer of what created my love of Disney was that time in growing up and we had you know multiple year um, excursions to the park for different reasons uh, one of the, I'll just tell a uh, small story um, I was probably about seven or eight and it was the holidays Christmas time and uh, you know my dad goes okay we're going to Disneyland sweet you know we're, we're excited because I mean that time of the park was always fun you know big Christmas trees and everything and, and the holiday decorations so we go and when we came back and this helped solidify Disney in my mind my love of it was we came back and um, there were all our Christmas presents under the tree now, when we had left, there was no Christmas presents there. Okay. Oh, oh. So just kind of tied everything <laughs> oh, in. Wow. Yeah, just tied everything in and kind of made like, man, this that one Christmas, I can't even tell you the exact year. I remember the house. I remember everything else, but I can't remember what year it was exactly. But um, And that was kind of like, and that just kind of tied everything in. That really started my love of Disney going right then and there. So that would be my favorite right there, right in the mm. in yeah. Yeah. That That was a magical day. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great it really day. Was. It was absolutely fantastic. And, and again, I, I blame my parents for so many things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they got you. Well, yeah, they got me, yeah. Um, how far of a drive was it from your family to? From where we were at, it was about a 35-minute drive. <laughs> So we did not have far to go at all. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. And then and back then in L.A., it was not like, uh, you know, our trip to it was not very traffic uh, ridden and we could make it pretty quick. So okay. it was not oh. bad. Yeah. All right. See, when I think of the 80s of Disneyland, I think of that that surface, that, that shiny slurry surface, like in uh, Bear Country. You know how it was like uh, <laughs> slick? Uh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. I didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Jess. Oh, oh, well, that's really tough for me. I'm a young buck, not saying that anybody (laughs) is old, but I mean, I was born in 88, so I don't really have much going. Um, 88? 88, I know. The end of 88, watch out. Yeah. Five days. I think I I got this shirt in 88. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I would... It would have to be the time that the time that I worked there because I learned, you know, so much and experienced so much. And I and I know that we've talked about the cast members and them having um, pride mm-hmm. and whatnot. But I really feel that kind of after that time, I've kind of seen a downfall in some of the cast members, not all of them, but is not like it used to be. And I don't get the same feel sometimes um, as I did before. So I feel like the last year that I was there, I feel like it was there was just a little bit of a difference mm. in, in that kind of aspect. So I'd probably say he 09. Might, he might not be able to see you. Oh, no, he can't see me. He's looking at both no, of you today. No, I can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see her hand everywhere. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, that would probably be mine. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would have... 67 sounds fantastic. I would have loved to have been there opening day, though. Oh, gosh, I would have loved to have been there opening day. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so on that note, we're kind of curtailing off of that. Um, what attraction that isn't there, and I think we all have ours that we miss, which one is yours? Which is the one that's gone that you miss the most? Oh, well, of course, it has to be the Crane Company Bathroom of Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrowland, you know. <laughs> 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 yep. so it was there from 1956 to 1960, you know. But now, seriously, <laughs> but see, so that shows you that you know not. Not every attraction is is a hit, you know, <laughs> the winner there. Yeah. But um, but my, um, 
you know, and one of the things it sort of makes my job easy to be the Disney historian for the Diz is because I, you know, I, I'm almost as old as Disneyland. So it's all I experienced it all. <laughs> so oh, um, so it's uh, for me, it's um, mind trains through nature's wonderland. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and that was originally, of course, the Rainbow Caverns mine train mm-hmm. that went through the living desert. And I remember that when the Conestoga, wag- Conestoga wagons, the stagecoaches and the pack mules also mm-hmm. went through there. Wow. There's a photo of me and my mother when I was a little over. I was about one and a half. And she and I are on the pack mules. Oh, and I love that because those are the days that I wish we all still dressed this way. You, you, if you listen to the and I'll show you know how I am about mm-hmm. modern dress. <laughs> and, um, you know, she's in this flowing skirt and, you know, all oh, this I stuff, riding a mule. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the way everybody dressed back then. But, uh, I, you know, this was, I love this because this was just a leisurely, uh, you know, mind train. There was a lot of humor in it mm-hmm. uh, that went through, it was, it was all inspired by Walt Disney's um, true life adventure films. So you went through scenes of the living desert, um, rainbow caverns, mm-hmm. in, which are, of course, there's a homage to them in, you know, in, um, big thunder mountain railway. Mm-hmm, right. And, um, but you went through cascade peak, bear country, beaver Valley, which when you walk along the big th- thunder trail, you're walking through beaver Valley and uh, the living desert. They had the devil's paint pots, they had all kinds of stuff. But, Mark Davis that Walt brought into Imagineering so that he would put more humor into the park. He designed this and there was so much humor in this. There were there were hundreds of audio animatronic critters and he had them all doing humorous little things. He had the cacti all looked like you know, they had they would have human forms, all these rocks balancing on each other. There was a really cute narration. And I just loved this attraction. It also made Frontierland and Disney just feel like it had no end. It just went on and on forever hmm. because it just stretched it just stretched on and on forever. I mean, because Frontierland was once the largest realm at Disneyland. Disneyland. Yes, yeah. it was. Oh, wow. Yes, yeah. it was. We, we've made our, our thoughts on, about that one known, too, on the show. Yeah. yeah how we've uh, kind of correlated with as the frontier on in our country has shrank, we kind of feel like that has shrank. You can mm-hmm. have that same feeling where everything else is modern and building up and kind of encroaching in there. Yeah. Yeah. So I miss that. I would love to go back to that. And, you know, it, it and, and the reason they closed it was because, you know, the, you know, people weren't you know, handing over their, their little, I think it went down to like a B or ticket or C ticket or something at one point. Mm. Um, you know, they just weren't riding it anymore. And there was a need to bring, you know, more thrilling attractions into the park. So even Walt agreed it's time had come. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, but it's too bad. I would love to be able to, to ride that one more time. Yeah. yeah. you, Mark? Oh, for me? Yeah. Um, well, it's either going to be Skyway or um, People Mover. I mean, I'm always tied with those two because I mm. never rode the mine train. Um, it was gone. Was that 72? Was that when that closed? It Well, uh, let's see. Thunder Mountain opened in 79. So, yeah, it closed just a few years before that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it closed. When did it close? Did I? I don't know if I didn't. Yeah, I don't know when it closed exactly. 
You okay. think I would? I did a show on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, yeah, I have no recollection of being on that or even around when that was there. Me either, um, yeah. But definitely have vivid memories of Skyway and um, People Mover. But if pressed, I'm going to say a Skyway. Um, for the simple fact is, and I've told this story before, is that when you would ride, I remember my sister and I riding it at night coming from Tomorrowland into Fantasyland and going through the Matterhorn and mm-hmm. all the twinkle lights were on mm-hmm. hovering above Fantasyland and you it's, it's like you were descending into this party this is a magical oh, yeah. party of light and sound yeah. and music and you go I want to be involved in all that stuff and you just you you just don't get that anymore I mean you you get glimpses when you ride Matterhorn at night on the Fantasyland side and you can mm-hmm. sort of see it for you know a quarter of a second but you, you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about, right, right, Michael? I do. What now that you've described it, I remember that experience, and that's yeah, why I loved mountain, it. Yeah. And then going into that beautiful chalet that was mm-hmm. that that was there, it's like oh, oh yeah. my gosh! And then you go in there, and then you just go down into Fantasyland, and you're having a great time. And that's yeah. what I miss. I wish we could have that. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I I am right there with you. We've said it before. Mm-hmm. That is the one thing growing up that that I absolutely what Mark just described is exactly how I remember it. You know, you come across and you just floating over and, and I miss that so much I just remember now I look up and every time I'm like yep right there where you could catch on and go right through there and come on over mm-hmm. and I miss that so much it gave it such a different perspective on the park it just elevated you up and then you can kind of get a bigger sense of the well what you know as a kid it was what I thought was a ginormous park and it is still in my mind but yeah. you know and, and then you just look at it and go man that's how fantastic do you still look for where the holes were yes in the Matterhorn? I do yeah, I do I, every yeah. time yeah. Yep, yep, I do. In fact, my, my daughters ask about what it was like going through the Matterhorn. And what I remember, it was always loud, really, really loud. Yep. <laughs> and you always got like a sudden rush of air. Mm. And yep. that's what I remember. How I, that was. I always remember it got a little rough as you went through there because you'd hit those rollers and they just kind of vibrate through mm. as you kind yeah. of went through because you're, you're hitting yeah. these different tiers. And every time you hit it, you go, and it, it vibrate. I always remember thinking you're going to a mountain and it's now getting shaky a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what a lot of folks don't know, don't recall, is that the interior of the Matterhorn wasn't themed. It oh. was all just... It was just a roller coaster. Yeah. Yep, you're right. And you saw the wood slats. I mean, you saw everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I like, I prefer it now how they've done it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was just, it was just the facade of a mountain covering, you know, an indoor roller coaster. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. All right. Yeah. 77, by the way, January 2nd, 77 is when. It closed? Yeah. Okay. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Well, so what did, it, what about you? What attraction? Well, actually, not not nothing's even close since you've been born. Well, yeah, it, the closest thing would be Country Bear. Oh, that's oh right. yeah, that would be the closest thing for me is to get that back because I never did People Mover, never did. No, you didn't. You, you know any um, of that stuff. So, did you ever do like rock, um, the um, um, rocket rods? The rock? No. Yes. Yes. You mean the proper ones? No, the, no, the, no. What took place on the, on the people oh, moving track? No, every time we were there, it was broke down. That seems <laughs> yes. pretty apt. It was the same for us. We were there a week before it opened, and then it went on. And then every time we went, it was temporarily closed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that is one attraction I didn't experience. It was loud. Oh my yeah. goodness, were they loud? Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. But because they were always testing it mm-hmm. um, when we were there. So just which version of Country Bears? Because we at Disneyland, of course, we had three versions. Uh, you know what? I couldn't even tell you. It would probably be the most recent, like the final version. 
Because we had the, the original version. We had the Country Bear Hoedown. Yep, the Vacation the Hoedown. Hoedown. And then mm-hmm. we had, of course, the Holiday version. The ho- Yeah, no, yes. I, I never saw the Holiday oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I never saw the Holiday one. I saw it one. once so that I can recall. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's the original. No I'm missing out. Why You're missing it? out. You missed out yeah. on a lot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Wait. weird that she she doesn't know the park without, like, Splash Mountain or without yeah. Indy. No. Without Indy, yep. <laughs> no, I'm too young. But you know what? Gosh darn it, I made it to Star Wars land. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're getting there. We're Don't getting worry there. We're getting there. there. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, gosh. Well, that was good. Okay, so what's the next question? Uh, you want to ask it? Go ahead. Oh, yes. Okay, Michael. Uh, you were just speaking at the Walt Disney Family um, Museum. Can you briefly talk about this? I can. Yeah, that was that was quite an honor. It was yeah. it was for the San Francisco um, City Guides, San Francisco Tour Guides. They provide walking tours mm-hmm. of San Francisco history tours, and they have uh, they have continuing education for their guides. They have to take a certain number of classes, earn a certain number of credits every year. And so to help them with that, they offer, uh, they will offer events. And I was one of the events they offered. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Eric, whom I met, I, th- I think I, where did I, I think I, did I originally meet him on a Disney cruise? I think I met him at a Diz event and he's the person that arranges these special events and he, um, or he's one of them that does. And then he, then I got to know him again because he's, he lives in San Francisco and he's a member of the Walt Disney family museum. Okay. So we just got to know each other and he got an idea for a topic when we were both at, uh, when they were talking about the world's fairs mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and Marty Sklar was one of the speakers actually at that. And we, um, he got an idea for if Walt Disney and maybe his activities in Northern California. And so Eric and I, Eric contacted me and said, would there be enough material, uh, you know, to talk about Walt in Northern California? And I said, well, let me, take a look and see off the top of my head i knew there was a lot i mean walt did a lot in northern california and so and i did a little more digging and i said absolutely there is enough for a whole presentation and so i put it together and and um yes so i yeah i gave the presentation at the walt disney family museum it was sold out in the theater and it was funny because like the week before i was there for to hear a talk and you know and and then i I, as i sort of stood up in front because i was getting my my book signed and i look up thinking you know in a week i'm going to be looking up at this Mm -hmm. scene and everybody at the museum was wonderful they Mm -hmm. were just so helpful the museum provided me with photographs and they and then but then it was funny. It was that morning as we were getting, my wife and I were getting ready to go down there. And, you know, and I get in, into the theater and we had to do all of our, you know, checks for all the technical things and, you know, rehearsal and things. And the whole magnitude of it, I, I thought this, there was just felt so much weight and responsibility that here I am standing in the building telling the life story of Walt Disney and and I'm telling stories about Walt Disney. 
Mm. And it just seemed like such a heavy responsibility that I had to do him right. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. and and it was wonderful. It was I was very fortunate to have that experience. Oh, that's awesome. Well, we would have definitely gone. In fact, oh, yes. I told Udi, I go, look, Michael Bulling speaking at the at the um, <laughs> you know museum. We we got to go, but at that time it was already sold out. Yep. Yeah. Um, Darn it. <laughs> yeah, that would have been amazing. Next one, right? Another one? You're gonna, you, I'm sure you're, you've been invited back, or you will be shortly if you haven't. I wouldn't see, you know, <laughs> we, I, I would like well, to go to that. Yeah. I, I have not heard from them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But like I said, this was for that group. So right. it okay. wasn't, it wasn't, um, it, it was open to family and friends, ah. but it was more for, uh, for the tour guides, San Francisco city guides. So, um, okay. Anyway, but you never, you never know what, what might happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So can you drop a, a few little items for us about how who's correlated to Northern California? Oh gosh, well, Walt, well, Walt, well, you know, World's Fairs are very important in Walt's life. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he uh, he went to the 1939 um, fair that was on Treasure Island in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mickey's birthday party uh, debuted there, which was actually the the short, and that was actually it was a commercial for uh, Nabisco. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the National Biscuit Company. <laughs> and but Walt got a lot of ideas from um, from there. Uh, the twinkly lights, the uh, you know, they had they had twinkly lights in their mm-hmm. trees, the way they lit they uplit buildings. But and just since you worked at Storybookland Canal Boats, he saw a um, a there was a, there was an exhibition of miniature rooms. And that's where Walt fell in love with the miniatures and he started building them himself. And that gave him the idea for Dislandia that was going mm-hmm. to be, uh, a, you know, a traveling a road show on railroad cars mm-hmm. of, of scenes, diorama scenes of historic um, uh, scenes in miniature. But it was pointed out to him that wasn't going to pay off. So he dropped it. But he never let go of the idea, and that led to his love of, of course, miniature trains. But it led to uh, to the creation of Storybookland canal boats, you know, and all those dioramas. Um, he met Admiral Joe Fowler oh. there on oh. a visit up to because he up to Northern California because he was going to check out some trains that he was considering purchasing. And and that's a very funny story. um, Admiral Fowler had actually he had um, run the shipyard um, in San Francisco during World War Two and all that. And he uh, and he had done some amazing things, actually, during the war and after the war. And Walt was already aware of him. And it was through a mutual friend, C.V. Wood, Hmm. the sort of the um, unspoken person in Disney history and had introduced (laughs) them. And they got the talking and they checked out the train and all that. And Walt invited him to come on down to the studio. And so Admiral Fowler was all excited. He told his wife, oh, I'm going to go down. I'm going to meet the head of this studio. And we're going to talk about this. You know, I'm going to see how movies are made and all that. And, you know, I'm, I'll be back the next day. And so um, so he goes he goes down. 
to visit Walt in his office, and they're chatting, and Walt's talking to him about Disneyland and all that stuff. And then Walt says, oh, you know what? I have to go see the Daily Rushes. Um, I'll be right back. If you need anything, like if you want orange juice or or, or tea or or the, New, or, or the Wall Street Journal, I thought, oh, that's funny. Yeah. I'll just push this button, and, and my secretary will get it for you. And so Walt leaves, and then in a few minutes uh, – one of Walt's secretaries walks in and says, um, you Admiral Fowler? Are you Joe Fowler? And he says, yes. She says, oh, come with me. And she takes him just straight down the hall from Walt's office. And she says, this is your office <laughs> right here. <laughs> and, and that office across the hall is where you're going to meet with all the contractors um, uh, to, for, for building Disneyland. <laughs> and um, it was it was two weeks before Walt even talked to him about salary benefits. <laughs> and, and of course, Joe Fowler, you know, there's um, Fowler's Harbor. Yep. That's named in, yeah. after him. And um, of course, he went on and was instrumental in building um, Walt Disney World. And Roy Disney once joked that Joe Fowler was the longest temporary employee they ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think he worked for the Disney Company for 25 years. Oh, jeez. And, um, and, of course, Winchester Mystery House. Ken Anderson mm. um, visited it on a long weekend in order to get some inspiration for the Haunted Mansion. Um, and th- there's a lot of film sites all around yeah. Northern California for a number of films. You know, Pollyanna is probably one of the uh, one of the most well-known, so dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, no mobile. Um, so there's a lot, a lot. And then, of course, the Silverado um, winery. Yes. That that Roy and Diane um, Miller um, started after Roy uh, left, uh, you know, the Walt Disney Company, although they had actually bought the land even before that. Oh, and so wow. nice. I didn't know that. So, so there's a lot. And. There, there's a lot more. Oh, yeah. I mean, because yeah, the first two things that came to my mind were like Sugar Bowl. And mm-hmm. Squaw Valley. Squaw, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. The 1960 Winter Olympics. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Olympics we enjoy today really have a lot to do with Walt Disney and Joe Hench. Mm. Um, there were a lot of firsts in that. You know, opening ceremonies, closing ceremonies. Uh, you know, that was Walt. The Olympic Village had never been built before. Um, you know, that was Walt. The whole, the Jeez. Olympic torch, John Hench designed that. Oh, geez. Wow. I, I, didn't I didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. And, and uh, um, the um, entertainment in the Olympic Village, that was all Art Linkletter, who, of course, oh, was uh-huh. there for the opening day of the yeah. park. Um, he was the master of the ceremonies for oh. that, a master of entertainment to arrange all that. They even brought up the Golden Horseshoe Review <laughs> to entertain um people um entertain the athletes but the award ceremonies had never been televised before and so that was walt's idea to have them televised and um they they had always been given the medals had always been given um privately in a ceremony Hmm. so um all kinds of things were uh that we enjoy today the olympic anthem was sort of resurrected that um walt used that and um was all, all Walt Disney. Wow. wow. So, okay. Yeah. He's done so much. Yeah. <laughs> Fascinating stuff. Shoot. Yeah, see, I, I could talk a long time about this, but oh, I know yeah. we got to move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So awesome. So what's the next one? Um, 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big one. Uh, we had two. The next two were kind of big. Um, and this is. Do we even want to go into how we fix Tomorrowland? Um, I. Th- this is. Well, you know, if I if I knew, I'd be an Imagineer, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. This is a troubled land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it always is. And I think Disneyland's is embarrassing. That it's probably the one realm I, I will sometimes not go in it for like a year or two at a time. And um, <laughs> I, I don't enjoy the crowds. Uh, you know, Michael Eisner's desire to have a weenie at the front mm-hmm. of yes. the, the entrance was yes. just such a disaster. And uh, but um you know, and I know in Hong Kong, Disneyland, it's now right now it's a mishmash of IPs. You know, they in they tried to deal with it in Paris because they had to have one land that uh, ha- dealt with the culture of France. So Tony Baxter decided it would be Discovery Land instead of Tomorrowland, and so went back to you know H.G. Wells and and those writers and their concept of the future. So um, I don't know personally, I think. I'd like them to go back to the future as it was envisioned in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was sort of with that googie architecture. That, <laughs> yeah. that they, they still have it, but, um, you know, but really just go all out. You know, sort of like the Jetsons or like in the Tomorrowland film. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So that it's not necessarily the future. It's our idea of the future. You know, the way everything is sort of that streamlined modern. That, that and That's what Googie architecture came from, was that, that streamlined modern architecture in, in the 30s with you know, all the acute angles <laughs> and the big fins and yes. and all that. I, I, I definitely have to bring back the kinetics. That mm, sense yes. of movement mm-hmm. that was that that's that isn't there anymore at all. No, it's gone. So yeah, so I think they have to move that Astra Orbiter if they if it can go back up needs to go up. I, I know that unfortunately you know um, because uh, you know they got rid of the way to get back up there again. But I, it's the 21st century; they can figure out how to get up there. <laughs> sure, they can fix it. I, yes, I would love to see something put on the people mover tracks. I think realistically, they're going to tear those down at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, keep Space Mountain. Uh, I would like to see. I don't know. I I always liked the idea that Tony Baxter had when he was going to do Tomorrowland 2055, but then Michael Eisner cut the budget. Um, it was going to be in the Carousel of Progress building, even though it doesn't revolve anymore. Um, that that Plectos Intergalactic Review, I oh. think that would fit nicely in there. That was going to be it would be resembled to be like a landed alien spacecraft, mm. and it was going to belong to PT Quantum. <laughs> and and you uh-huh. walk up the gangplank into the craft, and you'd be well, and, and you'd go into Plectus Intergalactic Review, and there'd be hundreds of audio animatronic aliens, hmm. you know, That'd in there, cool. and it would, and you'd rotate through the theater, and you would just meet all these intergalactic creatures, hmm. you know, and all that, and um, so I think that could still fit in that concept. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I, I, I'm not entirely sure. I, I still can't quite figure out how they're going to have Star Tours there once, um, you know, Galaxy's yes. Edge opens. Because supposedly they're going to keep it there. That's just silly. Oh. And, um, and you know, it'd be cool to have some streetmosphere characters wandering around in there. I, mean, I remember when they had the astronauts 
the the male and female astronaut mm-hmm. and um, in the old days. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think that there's room for the Tron light cycle power run? You know, it's funny that that um, this is kind of a a, a crawl on my side. I want to say we actually started, and I have a T-shirt that say "Make Tomorrowland uh, Great Again." Um, and we have those because <laughs> because to me that it, Tomorrowland was one of the lands that growing up was like where I wanted to be. And um, yeah, I, I we we've had many 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 discussion about what needs to happen there. And I think we've all kind of come to a general consensus that the rockets need to go back up. We need to put them back up there. And 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 I would love to see Tron personally. Thematically, it fits in there. But where is the big thing? Where does it go? And what do we get rid of? Yeah, Star Tours doesn't make sense any, anymore. Once Galaxy's Edge opens a couple of years, that's what, what are you going to do? So, yeah, I think the main, you know, we've, we've gone over and we've looked at what the plan is, supposed plan for what the different overhauls and, and rehashes of the park's going to be, including DCA. And um, the, Tomorrowland is always seems to be put in the back burner. Mm-hmm. And, always. And, and, and it always just makes me so sad. And you're absolutely right. I, I mean, we go in... I go in for two attractions, and then after that, I'm kind of like, man, I I want to. I remember growing up wanting to be here, and now I'm like, okay, I'm kind of just doing a drive-by now, and it's yeah. so sad. And, and and I think it needs to become a priority because, and my my thought process is that the part of Tomorrowland which made it great was the fact that it did look to the future, and it did look to, and it gave us an extra sense of wonderment, but on a more realistic level. You know, we mm-hmm. had the fantasy land and everything else, and that was. That looking in a, in a fantastic way, but looking Tomorrowland is something that we could have, like, it could be grounded and we could actually reach that. And that's what I think. I need to introduce attractions. And I think what my thought process kind of kind of goes off of what that the other one was, was like with that building there, do landing on Mars, do an attraction where we're going to Mars and expanding mm-hmm. into space and, and then maybe modernizing, you know, Autopia, making it, you know, you know those kind of things and, and absolutely making more movement. So I, I think that is one of the things that needs to happen. It's, it's a major overhaul, but I can just picture a day where I can look at it, you know, hopefully when I'm a little bit older, look at it like this is, I want to feel that same way uh, when I was a kid walking into that land. You know, I want to relive that and I don't have that anymore. It makes me super sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was well. I was a proponent always on design shows. Just bulldoze it down and start over again. You know. Yeah, um, I think I said like <laughs> you, you save one or two, and then you just kind of the rest of it. Just make a path to space, and then maybe another thing, and then yeah, just go through and just gut it, and then start from the ground up again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I, you know, one one of the core values I always thought Disneyland was built on was education as well, and you don't see that. These days, I mean, you don't see Mineral Hall anymore. You don't see House of Aluminum, or yeah, not House of Aluminum, but um, was, no, that wasn't what the the, the Kaiser Hall of Aluminum. Yes. You don't you, you don't see those types of things anymore. But I think Disneyland has a great opportunity to to showcase what tomorrow could be in terms of like solar power, in terms of wind energy, in terms of water energy and electricity and you know and they have the opportunity just to showcase this in their in their land and say this is actually is possible mm-hmm. you know and it's like whenever you see tomorrowland it's always concrete and white this slate white you know mm-hmm. or or there was that rustic brown for a while which eisner is doing but i always thought tomorrowland should be green 
with grass and and more water features and more solar arrays, panels of arrays, and 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 have that kind of stuff and have some sort of its own unique IP. As Udi mentioned in one of our previous mm-hmm. podcasts, where they need to have their own certain IP that is in that area. Like New Orleans Square has the pirates and that's yeah. all, uh, you know, Disney original. I, you know, where's that? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think they had a great opportunity and they still do have a great opportunity to do that sort of thing. Um, but now it's just, I mean, I mean, if it wasn't for Space Mountain, I wouldn't even go there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm too tall for Autopia. Um, <laughs> um, I don't fit in the Astro Orbiter. Nope. Um, my daughters love Autopia, and that's the only reason why I actually go over in that area. And then, of course, Space Mountain, but I don't like Star Tours at all. So, um, and the, I mean, the longest time I was in there, I was waiting with Udi to get his keychain, and they didn't even have it in one of the places. So, yep. so anyways, it's, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity for it. I just, it kind of upsets me right now. So, yeah, I like your idea, though, of making it green and all that. But, but now, did, did did they attempt the concept at Future World at Epcot Center, and mm-hmm. we're we're seeing that go away now? So yeah, and and you know Marty Scar always believed they could pull it off. They could make Future World, you know, what it was originally intended to be. So um, you know maybe they could but, at Tomorrowland. But Michael, do you, do you feel like maybe today's generation of kids doesn't they don't want to go to Disneyland to be educated? They want to go to be entertained, right? I mean, I'm just saying it. Yes. Well, yeah. Like uh, the, I remember it was so sad. It was a couple years ago when um, a young, uh, two parents with two young children, they were walking by the uh, the uh, opera house, and the children asked, "What's in Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln?" And the parents just said, "Oh, you won't like that. It's boring." Oh. And I thought, what? That's the 16th president of the United yeah. States, you know, depicted in there. I mean, yeah. what are you telling your children? Right. And as they ran off to, I don't know, probably Space Mountain or somewhere <laughs> to, get their, to get their fast passes. Sure. But I thought, yeah, so I think it, it might not just be children who yeah. want to be entertained. But but I think that you can be educated and entertained at the same time if it's pulled off right. Look at – um. Well, uh, unfortunately, that pavilion's gone at Future World. But look at, uh, um, the, you know, the, um, what was it? Uh, you know, Body Wars and Body Wars. all of that in that um, pavilion. Oh, yeah. OK. So, I don't I don't know. You mean at uh, Epcot? Yeah, at Epcot. Yeah. See, so, I'm not I'm not well, well versed with Epcot um, anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, see, I've see, only been there once and it was 1987 when I was there. Yeah. And it was just Disney World, Walt Disney World and Epcot. That was it. Oh, okay. Nothing else. I remember those days. <laughs> well, I remember when it was just Magic Kingdom, of course. Okay. <laughs> 87. 87, yeah, I was there for a week. Wonders of Life Pavilion. Wonders of Life, okay. They, yeah, and it, it, they pulled it off really well. It was educational mm-hmm. and um, – or living with the land, you know. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, yeah. And food rocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was entertaining and educational at the same time. Gotcha. And, um, so they could do things like that. You know, and for make sure. it fun. Oh yeah, so, and well, I mean, I think these these Tron light light cycles could actually work there. I mean, if you take down People Mover, you have the infrastructure of where the where where the track should be, 
And yep. who knows? I mean, who knows what they're going to do? Well, whatever, they're not making it a priority, and then that's just going to get me <laughs> upset. More yeah, upset. I have a feeling they'd have to take down like interventions uh-huh. uh, um, and work their way across. Right. Okay, yeah, I, I mean, think it's, in it's, order to do it, it's pretty big. Interventions? Yeah. No, 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 uh, no. Tron. Tron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll let you know in a couple months. I know you're going. I know. I get that. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm going in October yeah. to, to, to Shanghai. Yes. Uh-huh. That is fantastic. I'm going in December. So, but you'll, oh, cool. that's really cool. That's like next month. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, all right. So let's talk about this uh, um, Star Wars land thing. Do we have to? We have to. <laughs> Did you know, Jess, they are reserving 14 acres <laughs> and making it Star Wars land galaxy. Sorry, sorry. Star Wars galaxy. Edge. Galaxy I had no area. idea. Oh, you didn't know that? <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is a hot button topic for this show. Yeah. Oh, oh, how interesting. Yeah, because I get quite angry. She gets upset. Mark kind of like runs the fence a little bit because he has aspects that he likes, and then I'm kind of I'm a huge Star Wars geek and nerd, and I love it. And so I'm like, yes, I'm like all in. I with well, I do have my limits. I don't want them to go too far. I don't want them to get into too far in, which um, they've kind of done with merch. I kind of want to see that pull back, but that being said, so yeah, it's always a hot button topic. Uh, I want, I want to know what's too far for you. Well, okay, yeah. so to me, okay, and, and I said this like a couple episodes ago. I said, look, let's let's because Jess was getting on my on my case, like how can you not? How can you be you not okay with them coming in and being so? What too far to me was going it from everything we're seeing. They're going to divide it up pretty clear. There's going to be a clear line uh, between the park. The rest of the park and Galaxy's Edge. Everything they're doing is to make it very much a clear-cut line, secluded. very secluded. So, if it starts passing into that, that's when I'm like, whoa, whoa, time out! Like, you can't come over here. Like, you have 14 acres. Stay in your 14 acres. I'm gonna yeah. lo- probably love those 14 acres and everything in it, but do not come over here. And what I also wanted was, I kind of wanted to see the the merch and how that is everywhere star wars you go everywhere no matter what land you're in it feels like you're going to have something with star wars in there mm-hmm. pull that out of there get that out of there focus it all over there and then kind of mm. get us back to before we had star wars in the park and before you know lucasfilm got bought and all of a sudden now it's part of disney's ip having star wars um right. and, and let's get back to that because then for anyone who's a star wars fan like myself and mark is too but not quite as big as me there's your area. Go. And so mm-hmm. that's why it's always kind of a thing. And then Jess is always like, no, you, you can't do this in my park. No, so it's my park. And yeah. you're, you are, you're ruining it. And I understand, you know, I mean, if, you know, nothing's ever going to be complete. And, you know, and this is what Walt wanted it to continue to grow and whatnot. But it just, it does not belong in my park. It belongs in California Adventure or it belonged, to, it should have gotten its own its own park somewhere else. But that's just my opinion. And I'm not going to get angry tonight. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's no reason to get angry. You're amongst no. friends. I yep. am. I'm good people. <laughs> yeah. So, so then after this, do we discuss Marvel with Jess? Oh, oh gosh. No, okay. Well. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> we can, <laughs> you, may, you, may, you may need some more wine, Jess. I know. I, she may need to, yeah, because uh, it becomes a whole other topic. So, <laughs> so well, yeah, we can get that to Marvel. That was funny, though. That was good. Yeah. So, Michael, what, what are your thoughts about the park's big, big, biggest expansion in its history? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> yeah. I, I've re- I think I've resigned myself to it. When they <laughs> bought Lucas Films, I thought, okay, they put that much money into it. We're going to see Star Wars in the parks. Uh, I, I, I'm sort of surprised where they put it, mm. but I guess they don't have a lot of choice. Mm-hmm. I would, I wish they could have put it as an extension of. Um, Tomorrowland, not replace Tomorrowland, because mm-hmm. that was a rumor, but where maybe you walk through, you know, you walk through like past Space Mountain or something, and then you are transported into you know, that, Star Wars area or that's something. That's an excellent idea. But yeah. but I don't. But if I remember correctly, there's not a lot of room back there. No, oh, not no. at all. So, not at all. But um, but so. You know, I, it looks like it's very well themed. It's going to be very immersive experience. It's going to be cutting edge technology. All of that is very Disney. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. I, I'm the model looked fantastic at the D23 Expo. Um, very impressive. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. We, we Mark is making a face because we we talked about going and we're all really upset that we didn't, didn't go. We didn't make the effort. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't get it there because there was so much there. And I mean, I spent a lot of time on Periscope uh, while while that was going on. So I spent. I, I felt like I was there, but I wasn't really there because especially when they were talking about Galaxy's Edge, I was like riveted to my phone. I'm like, okay, what are they doing? What are they doing? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, so it's, I have mixed feelings on it. I think it was inevitable. It mm-hmm. looks like they're going to do an excellent job. Right. I do wish they were doing two different versions of it rather than carbon copies here mm-hmm. and at Disney Hollywood yeah. Studio. It would have been nice if they had two different destinations. Yeah, that's because, a, yeah that'd be cool. Because I'm, but I know, you know, from the accounting point of view, this works mm-hmm. out better. But... I have a hard time with copying things, at least within the North American parks. Mm. I wish that they, there was at least they were different. Like our haunted mansions are different. Mm-hmm. Um, our pirates are different. Ours is better. Yes. Um, Agreed. <laughs> you know, but and they weren't supposed to get pirates. So, right. Right. You know, but um, I wish they made these lands different. Also, so you know, so it's good. I. I'm worried about crowds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I oh, think yeah. it is going to be a zoo, uh-huh. and I'm worried we're not going to be able to enjoy the enjoy that realm, that land, because it's going to be so packed. And I don't know where people are going to park, because I, I know I heard you. I've heard you talking about the Eastern Gateway as we have on the Disneyland show. Without that Eastern Gateway project, I have absolutely no idea where they're going to put all these cars. Yeah. Of the people driving to this park to see Star Wars. Mm-hmm. No, it's so, an excellent point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. You okay. guys can go. I'll stay in the rest no, of the coming. park. No, you're coming. You're coming. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you most look, looking forward to with this with this land? <sighs> let's see. I'm. Let's see. Okay, so there's the the, the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. experience. Let's run through what there is. There's that. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't remember all the names now. There's what you're you're going to fly the Millennium Falcon, correct? And it sounds like that's sort of going to be similar to Mission Space, where there's going to be like a, a small group of people in there, and you're mm-hmm. all going to have a role yep. and all that. So that sounds cool. And then what's the other one? Battle Escape. Battle Escape. Yep. 
That's okay. A, that's the one where, um, from what we're hearing, you're going to, at some point in the ride, disembark and mm-hmm. then come back on. Um, we're trying to get away from the First Order, yeah. from what I'm understanding. So those are the two big ones. The Millennium Falcon, yeah, and Battle Escape is the other one. I think that's where the big AT-ATs are going to be in that one. Yeah, also. the, the yeah. building, yeah. 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 yeah, see, that one intrigues me because yes. I'm not... That's the one we've been able to see getting built. Yeah. So I think I'm looking forward to that, but I'm really looking forward to the environment yes, and the experience because they're going to have, uh, they're going to have the streetmosphere characters. Mm-hmm. They're going to have. I, I want to see what kind of food they create. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, you know what what kind of music they have in there, and um, I want to you know the cantina. Mm. Is oh, it yeah. really is it really going to be the cantina? Sure. And because you know I saw I've seen Pandora. And I've seen how they were able to create right. th- that environment there at Animal Kingdom and the, and the artwork that they made and um, and things like that, how they decorated that land to be so unique. And I'm thinking if they're going to up their game even beyond that for Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge, it's it sounds like it's going to be very cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, And it looks like the way they're going to have it blend into Fantasyland and, and Frontierland is through the rock work mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and things so that even if we see it, it's still sort of going to blend in So um, from a distance. So that's good. They're thinking of things. Sure. Thank goodness. Sure. I, you know, I guess one of the things that worries me, and that's one of the, my next questions, is what, you, what, what worries you most about this expansion is that um, – I don't know how this to me sounds like a a um, logistics nightmare as far as yes. you. They go okay, Mark. You're going to have a, a personal experience in there where you're going to be totally you know involved in this some sort of mission. I don't see how that's going to happen when it's going to be me and forty thousand of my closest friends having this mission. I I, I, I don't get it, and I'm going to be really upset if lines going into the said land spill out into frontier land into mm-hmm. like New Orleans Square. That's just going to be horrible for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't. I don't know. <laughs> well, I just like, get kind of worked. I mean, I, unless they have some sort of this is a like a like a ticketed time thing where you go in between so and so, you know, unless they can somehow control access to this area. I just do not know how it's gonna work. It's gonna be very crowded. It's gonna be very crowded and then guest control is going to be an issue. I can guarantee yeah. it. And they're gonna be bringing in people that would normally not go to Disneyland. Because exactly. they're not Disney fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're going to have the Disney fans who are Star Wars fans, and then you're going to have the Star Wars fans that are not necessarily Disney fans. So it's really going to increase um, yeah. the number of guests in that park. It might be better if the timetable were reversed and Florida got there six months before ours. To sort of like this, you know, you yeah. know let them work out the kinks. Yeah. Yep. But now I, I feel we're going to get people from the East Coast coming over this. I'm sure Pete and company are coming out for this, right? I've not heard yet. Okay. I would imagine so. Um, uh, you know, they, don't that's, plan, they don't plan that far. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, they sound so organized. I figured they must have had that already. <laughs> um, so that's kind of what worries me. Uh, you know, I like I like Star Wars a lot, but I love Disneyland. So, I mean, if I was to choose, I, like I said, and I've said this before, I wish they were creating their own IP and having this land for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Well, they had the black hole. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, but you know, I it is what it is, and I mean, I think it's a great time to be alive, and I think it's a, a great time to be able to experience all this stuff. So that part, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just, you know, I'm worried about the crowds, and I'm worried about how it's going to, you know, impact my experience. And um, I guess that's what worries me the most. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and they're they're hoping to add things over at California Adventure to take off the mm-hmm. the pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't imagine what they're going to add at California Adventure to take off the pressure of this. Mm. Let's well, talk because, Marvel. Well, Marvel, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, but Marvel they haven't even started on. Yeah. So Good point. And then and they don't they need the Eastern Gateway? Thank you. Yes. Yeah, that's the where I was rumor going. Yeah. is it's going to expand into some of the area that is currently used for the entrance. Yep. So yeah, oh, like where the where the uh, where shuttles the, are. Yeah, the mm-hmm. shuttle. Coming, yeah. 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 No, I, and that's the one thing I was going to get to. Exactly. Without that, it becomes very difficult, and there, and I don't see anything logistically possible to to take away. There's no space in that park to kind of. You have to expand it out, and that is the only way I think you could do it. And that's why that is so important. We actually have a bet going on the show on how soon that's going to get accomplished. Mark thinks it's going to be a long time, and Jess and I were of the mind that it's going to be a little bit sooner. But Mark is winning right now. Yeah. We, we've been, Mark has been keeping very much, you know, up to date with yeah. what that is going, what's going on with that, and it looks like it's stalled again. Yeah. And now we just heard the mayor is termed out, I think, in Anaheim, so it's going to be interesting to see oh. what happens. Yep. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck, Disney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be like the first time the um, the the Main Street Electrical Parade glowed away. Oh, right. And we were there for that. And it, and and the park was unmanageable. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is going to be like the 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 likes you know that that we're never. Yeah. We haven't seen before. Seen. That is my one my one concern big time about this is how it's going to impact that because that is the one thing. As much as I'm looking forward to everything, thinking about, man, do I have to spend four hours in line just to get into the land? And that is my, that is my fear. Well, and will you? Huh? Will I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will. I, yeah. I need to experience it. And, 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 and part of it is because of what they did in Pandora because exactly that, you, you look at what they did there and that is beyond amazing to me and the f- absolutely amazing job they did there and thinking oh we're we're stepping our game up over here mm-hmm. and i'm like wow and looking at that that miniature map and everything just made me get so excited for it but then you know the back of my mind goes but man how many people are gonna they gonna cry to try to cram in there well i'm gonna go on record in saying that um you know this this five star, four star, whatever it is, luxury resort on the west side of downtown Disney. They are supposed to have their own Star Wars wing, right? Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. and I I would suspect they're going to have their own entrance over there. That's what we've been speculating on the Diz as well, and we've gotten out Google Maps and we've oh, okay. figured out where it's going to be yep. and all that. But that's what we're thinking as well. Okay. Because usually. Uh, and it's five stars. Oh. They usually have a res- uh, an entrance into a park. Mm. You know, um, oh, the Disneyland Resort, of course, it's, yeah. you know, it, it's uh, it's historic. But, yeah, Grand Californian, yeah. It, yeah. it has an entrance into California Adventures. So this other one, I would think, would have an entrance yep. into. And then look at what they're, well, 
you're, you're, of course you're going to make your reservations at the hotel they're building at Disney Hollywood Studios, yeah. right? Well, we, we, we've had that discussion, yeah. And I, th- and I think he's going to use Dreams Unlimited, right? I, I would hope so. Yeah. Okay. And, and I want to see your costume that you're going to wear okay. when you're there well, well, that they give you and what character you become. Well, okay, so I, going too far, I have friends, and I've said it before, I have friends who cosplay. So I have easy access to a multitude of different costumes, so yeah. <laughs> but I always lean to the light side, just saying. Jedi's always seem to be my, my cup of tea. <laughs> but I think at that hotel, that's all part of it, isn't it? You, they give you a role? They give you a role from my understanding, so I'm not sure how, how that's going to work. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure. Obviously, the, the the details have been, you know, very, very, very small other than kind of, hey, this is what we kind of want to do. So I don't know. I, 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 I'm going to go, though. I really want to. <laughs> I mean, you can even look at my phone case. I have Jedi Knights on the back of my phone case. Forget oh, yeah. Right there. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. And I got this. Yeah, Disney. So anyway. Yes, we did. <laughs> we, 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 we went on a how many hour mission to find this one? It was one? a couple hours because we had already left. Yep. Yeah. You guys were still hunting for a phone case. Yep. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> very cool. Yeah, I had to get it. But anyway. <laughs> but I will do that. Yeah, I, I, I want to do that. And I probably will have friends of mine to go. Come along with for that one. Yeah. Well, the one positive thing, and I have to quote Chris Chris Strader. We interviewed him earlier in the year, and he said the one positive note was that he thinks that it's going to draw people out of Disneyland and into Star Wars land. So he'll get the experience to, uh, Disneyland with a much more manageable crowd. Well, let's hope so. Maybe, maybe it's good then that it's in the back of the park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm okay <laughs> with that. I can utilize the max pass a little more and call it good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's all of our regular questions, but we had some standard questions that we have um, that I did not include on the outline because. Uh-oh. But no, they're all they're all they're all they're safe. All very <laughs> they're all safe. They're all very easy. These are all softballs with tossing Yeah, the, this is the standard question that we've asked every single guest on our show. All three of them. All three of them. Yes. Okay. Three for three. So now you're going to be four for four. Right? Okay, so we're going. Yeah, we're going four for four. Okay, yeah. so here I'll even. I'll yeah, go ahead. So we'll, I can we'll make turn some, I'll make some eye contact. <laughs> oh, there you are. It's your own personal conversation. <laughs> we're having a conversation. Okay, so the first one is: What is your essential Disneyland attraction? What is a must that you have to do? A must that I have to do. They always joke on on the Diz that it's it's a small world, <laughs> and that and that and that is true. <laughs> I would say it's, and I only have to and I have to choose one. Yeah, well, yeah. No, this, <laughs> is, can, this is Michael Bowling. He gets to choose as many as he wants. I like it. You can. <laughs> I I have three that I always have to do, and that's okay. Pirates of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. Haunted Mansion, and It's a Small World. I love it. Uh, why? <laughs> why? Yeah. Uh, it's a Small World to me. That's Walt mm-hmm. in that that positive outlook of the future, and of course the Sherman Brothers. You know. Oh that, yeah. That song. Mm-hmm. And um. Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, I just think it's a 20-minute experience. Again, it's imagineering and storytelling, Mm -hmm. I think, at its best. Um, Now, the one thing to ask me about, do not – I am not a fan of what they're doing with the auction scene. I was going to ask. I was going to ask. I was – actually, Michael, I was kind of going to shy away from that. But (laughs) since you brought it up, um, and you should know that we have our own Save the Redhead campaign here that we're selling T-shirts and coffee mugs just for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So – I. 
Go ahead. I think if they have to change it, at least make it a decent story. Why would pirates steal and loot a town only to auction the items off to themselves? That makes absolutely no sense to me. And then, (laughs) and then, so the, and then, so they make the the redhead more um, of a villain. I don't know, acceptable oh. by put, putting a gun in her hand. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank oh you. my goodness, that was one of my biggest gripes. How is this a better scene? You're now arming her. Well, I don't get it. I don't no. get it. Oh man. Oh, thank you. And it messes up the storyline because you know we see the fate of the redhead when we're going through the caverns in that the, in the painting over the bar. Mm-hmm. And we see that she's become a pirate wench. Well, yeah. now we never see her beginnings. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so anyway, so I don't know. I would love to know. How, I mean, I don't know how I'm not a woman. So I don't know if the scene d- did affect women. But um, well, Jess, so I, I think, think I, I think you're a woman. Did it affect you? I think I, I, think I am a woman. Uh, no, <laughs> no, this affects me more that they're changing it. Oh, so I don't. No, oh god, that makes me mad. No, I we have yeah our save the redhead T-shirts and we wore them on our last trip and got a lot of compliments from it. Um, but yeah, no, no, I'm not okay with it. It's oh man. Yeah, oh, we no. actually had a whole episode dedicated to that because we, we were we were all kind of um, had angry. to had to let it out and 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 just speak our disapproval of that decision. Yeah, yeah, that's awful. Yeah, well, I'm I'm with you on that. Thank, Thank you. you. And and then haunted mansion, I, I think because. When I when I was working for Disney, that's when the Haunted Mansion was. Um, it was it was it was announced. It was announced around the tenth anniversary of the park, and um, you know it was Home Museum of the Weird with Rolly Crump and all that. And I was so excited. And then when the facade went up, and and all that, I was so excited. And I mean, I remember when they were building New Orleans Square and they were building pirates. We'd go to the top of the Assembly Robinson Treehouse and look down to see them, you know, building the, you know, digging down and all that. So I every time I would go to Disneyland, I would be armed with, you know. There was no internet in those days. So whatever I could scrounge up about the Haunted Mansion, I would bring it to the cast members and I'd say, is this open yet? Is this open yet? <laughs> and and they would say, no, not yet. And so I was just so excited when it was finally open. And again, I just think it's uh, it's just wonderful storytelling, especially when it, and then when you hear the backstory about, you know, the sort of the battle between Claude Coates and Mark Davis on, you know, should it be scary? Should it be humorous? And all the other, all the other little stories that, that went in, that went into the creation of the mansion. Um, again, I, 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 I just think it's wonderful. And all of these were, all these wonderful attractions that we, we enjoy, they, they were not based on a film. And yet, look how long they have lived. And now, mm-hmm. in fact, they went back and made films based on them. Yeah. But isn't it everything has to be based on an IP? But um, before then, nothing, very few things were. And yet, they're, they're the most, they're, they're iconic in almost every yeah. part. Yeah, exactly. And, oh, yep. Mm-hmm. I do love the pirate movies. I'll take those. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's see. So what is your favorite food and or place to eat when you're in the park? Okay. Well, again, they 
joke with me because my favorite snack is popcorn. Oh. <laughs> and I and I have quite a collection of popcorn buckets right above my head here oh. in my study. I, um, favorite food. Uh, well, one of the things I love doing is I love jazz music. New Orleans Square is my favorite hmm. area in the park. So I like to get the Mickey beignets. And I don't don't like the new mint julep, but I like the old mint julep. And um, and I was sitting, listening to jazz and watch the rivers. I like the Mickey beignets. Favorite place to eat? It's sort of a toss up between cafe or or leans, because I love the palm frites and and the, um, of course, the, the, oh, the, a Monte Cristo sandwiches, but I love the Carnation um, Cafe because mm-hmm. I love being able to eat on Main Street USA. Yes. Oh yeah. They have yeah. really good baked potato soup. Yes. They do. Yes. It's really good. Oh man, I'm getting hungry now. I'm always hungry. <laughs> uh, let's see. What is okay? So, and I think we kind of talked about this. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I think this is probably. We already answered this, but do you like the daytime or the nighttime better at the park? Uh, the nighttime just seems more magical mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. It's a completely different park. The way they deal with the lighting, the, the twinkling. I know not all of you are parade fans. <laughs> I am. How can you uh, tell? I love, <laughs> <laughs> I love parades. And um, so I, I love the Main Street Electrical Parade. I really like Paint the Night. Yes. Yeah, I love Paint yes. the Night. Um, so just all of that, the, the, there's, I don't know, there's magic in light. Mm-hmm. You know, I even like the little, um, the, the little Tinkerbell area. Have you gone in there at night? I haven't gone in there seen, at night. I've oh, yeah, seen the I waters. Have. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. Is it beautiful? It is. Yeah. It, it is. It's just really magical what they do with the fountains and the lights in there and all that. So um, I, I prefer, and the way they light the haunted mansion and it's a small world, especially at Christmas. Oh yes. Um, uh, yeah. I, I love the park at night. Well, even the jungle cruise mm. and, yeah. it's, and it's half light. And it's half light. Yeah. yeah. I love jungle cruise. Um, okay. So if you, okay. So if you show a guest, what attraction, if you were to show a guest, what attraction or area of the park best symbolizes what the park is about? Where would it be and why? Best symbolizes what the park is about. Either an attraction or a land. Or a land, yeah. Or both. Hmm. Oh, this is a very good question. Huh. Well, it's not Tomorrowland, I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Make me sad. Yeah, it's depressing. I would... Off the bat, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to say, oh, gosh, I, I would say Fantasyland, mm-hmm. I think, because everything started with that. I mean, it started with Snow White. It started with Mickey Mouse. Um, it started with the princesses and, and, and that storytelling that Walt was so famous for it. Like Walt said, he wasn't a, he wasn't an artist. He was a storyteller. And that's how he wanted to be remembered as a storyteller. And there are all his stories brought to life in Fantasyland. Mm-hmm. And and I love how there's different levels in Fantasyland where you look in the upper windows and you see the witch yeah. um, or you see Casey Jr. Circus Train mm-hmm. above you. You see the um, you see the caterpillar, you know, in Alice in Wonderland yes. as you as the cars go above you. So um, again, it's another little world on the move mm-hmm. there 
and Dumbo going up and down. So, yeah, I think it, it epitomizes Walt's imagination and his storytelling in that in that land. I couldn't. That was my answer. I couldn't. I mean, I didn't say it as well, but that was it. <laughs> so, oh, man, I got an itch. I want to go right now. Where are you going? <laughs> I got 20 days until okay. I go. <laughs> I'm going to be there in two weeks. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Going for the Halloween party. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, uh, yeah, two weeks? Two weeks? 20, yeah. yeah, on the yeah. 23rd I'm going, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're going the 1st through the 4th. So. The 22nd, yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. Yay. Nice. All right. Okay, well, that was all the questions we had. Back to the boys. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you some boys oh. here. <laughs> And have you ever given the answers to all those questions? Yep, we all have, yeah. We have. Oh, okay, that was, I'll, have um, to, I'll have to go back and listen. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Well, some um, of them we yeah. have. I mean, I don't think that that last one we all, all have answered. I know. I know you put me through. That was episode five that I did that. But yeah, I don't know when you, you guys it. did it. Yeah, you did. I guess did. we did it. You went to interview her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I had to, you know, audition before she, I got my place here. Audition too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was going to end our interview tonight. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a real a real pleasure. And I want to say, uh, personally, thank you for providing hours of entertainment for me um, with you on your own shows, uh, connecting with Walt and everything you do for the Diz. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it, honestly, it's one of my favorite things that I look forward to every... Uh, uh, you guys come out every Friday, right? Right now, we come, we're an event podcast. Okay. We come out four times a year. Okay. Um, four months out of the year um and so so basically we in the past we've come out in um january april what is it july october okay um stay tuned okay Okay. awesome see there's uh there's changes in the works that's all i can i can Ah, say gotcha exciting i like it teasing that one out um so yeah, I just want to say thank you for all, all that you've done, and I look forward to everything everything that you guys do, um, and I hope that everything's okay with Pete and company because they broadcast out of Florida. Right. There there will be no show on Tuesday. They are without power. Okay, but so, everyone's right, okay yeah. over there. Every everyone is fine. Great. Great. Glad okay. to hear that. Glad excellent. To hear that, excellent. Yeah. I was kind of I was sitting up there. It was going to be some sort of because tomorrow is Tuesday, and I was going to look forward to it at ten o'clock, um, but uh, that would not be the case. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, where can people find out more about you, Michael? Uh, let's see. You can, you can. Well, I'm on Facebook. Just, just Michael Bowling. Okay. There, there's actually two pages. You want to go to the one that has the Diz. There's a little cartoon of the Diz, and the connecting with Walt logo is there. Okay. I'm on. Um, I'm Michael Bowling the Diz on Instagram. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, I am um, M Bowling one two one. Um, if you want to contact me by email, I'm Michael at WDWinfo.com. And if you want to listen to any of my history episodes, just go to the disunplug.com and you can click on Connecting with Walt or on our Disneyland show. But we are going to be um, porting over my history segments from the Disneyland show over to Connecting with Walt okay. and sooner or later. So it will be one-stop shopping for all the history episodes at some Very point cool. That's under exciting. connecting with Walt. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. And I encourage any of our listeners to go check those out. If you want to learn something, I guarantee you will learn something no matter how much you think, you know, you will learn something. Um, <laughs> and it's very enjoyable. I especially liked everything that you guys did for the 60th. I was like, Oh, awesome. 
And that that series isn't done yet. Oh, it isn't. It is done yet. I've been. It's like Walt. You know, the, it'll oh. never be complete. As long as our <laughs> imagination left in the world. Yeah. I have not finished that series yet. I've been waiting for an event to to complete that series, and that event will be coming. Well, this is an event. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, and we will be in touch. Yes, welcome. thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you so much. This was an honor, and I had so much fun. Thank Yay. you. Yeah, and, I enjoyed uh, it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, wait, and I heard you have never been to the Walt Disney Family Museum. How can you live so close to that museum and not have been there? We, we've <laughs> had this discussion. We're going when? We're going in October. October. Yeah, we're planning to go in October, okay. and, we're actually gonna, and we're going to record from there. We're actually going to do okay. an episode from there because we well, have some, to make up for it. Yeah. Yes, someday we all have to go there. Then. Oh, yes. yes, I would love that. I would absolutely. <laughs> oh. Let's work. Let's make that happen. Yes. Um, yeah, Michael. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Be a great time. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you again. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye. All right. Oh my God, guys. Okay, so we just got off the phone, a Skype with Michael Bowling, and how cool was that? Absolutely freaking amazing. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, I just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, he's one of those guys that I've listened to for the last couple of years. And I just like, oh, it'd be great to talk to that guy. And then come to find out that he's close to us. Kind of put two and two together. And we got it going. And I think we're going to we've added someone to, to the family. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Definitely the LTP family. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, guys, and, and with the one on one with Jess, this has been one of those. Um, Nights you couldn't really chart. You just kind of, I just was nervous going. I'll be honest with you, I was nervous going into tonight oh, because yeah. you know I didn't want to sound like an you know idiot <laughs> with Michael. And um, I think you guys. I mean, I hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, I'm really proud of what we did tonight, and all the people that called in. Um, I don't have words for you, but thank you. You guys are. You guys mean a lot to me. So. Um, yeah, you guys. Oh well, that. you know. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we we said. It, I mean, I said it last last show that uh, that we have a lot of things that are in the works, and um, and that it, it's due to you guys who listen. And um, tonight, just um, what I'm finding um, with the show is we talk about, and we said a bunch of times that we talk about this off, you know, off mic, and, and we talk about that and. And everything that we talk about, we think we're doing okay or we're doing it right. And, and, and like Mark has said many times that, you know, he gets a little bit nervous, like, are we doing the right thing? And, and then I tell you what, you guys, every time we, we think, okay, I think we're doing the right thing. I think we're on the right path. I think we're, we're, we're saying what we want to say. We're doing what we want to do. And then, and I think the listeners are appreciating that. And then out of the blue, then bam, then Jess does her one-on-one and then it's just like, boom, there it is. Like, Yeah we're doing it right and then we you know and then michael bowling i mean he comes on and that guy is fantastic and and, and, and his knowledge and, and and everything and i mean wow i i you know tonight has been one of the best nights like i think i said it in one-on-one and i'll say it again and it's all because of you guys um one of the best nights i've had in a while just because the the appreciation that you guys have for us is giving back to you guys a billion fold mm-hmm. Yep, and, and Jose, I hope uh, everything's okay in Mexico. I know there's an earthquake. Yes. So I hope everybody in your family and everyone you know is okay. So I just mm-hmm. want to send that out, especially with everything that's been going on. It's a crazy place yep. in the world right now with 
hurricanes and earthquakes and everything crazy and 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 just know that you know we we love you guys and we're thinking about you guys and everyone that may be affected by that so i just want to say that thank you thank you so that will wrap up episode a monumental episode 43 yes uh, coming um, next episode, well, I guess it would be 44. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's what happens after 43. Um, another special event for yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, I'm so looking forward to this one, too. Yeah. I'm looking for, I look forward to every episode, but yeah, it's a good one, too. So, we, uh, Jess, why don't you go ahead and introduce this? Um, so, this next episode, we will have on my cousins. So, my cousin, his wife, and their little girl, Malia. And uh, it was, they have a vlog. It's the Hayes Family Vlog. We will have them on to discuss um, alopecia awareness because Malia has alopecia. And uh, she's an amazing little girl. And Disneyland has become her playground. Mm. And we are going to kind of dig into, you know, how Disneyland has helped her grow as a child. Um, with this, and it's gonna it's gonna be an amazing episode. So we're gonna have her on. This will be the the youngest guest we've had, a little a little one. Yeah, yeah. You should go check out their YouTube channel. It, yeah. it, the videos are fantastic. Yeah. It, it very inspiring when you look at everything. So yeah, yeah. that they've done. Yep. So can't wait. It's yeah. gonna be a good one. Awesome. Man. So that's episode forty four coming up in two weeks. All right. Um, oh my gosh. This is a long one, but it's worth it. So you guys are hardcore listeners. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to us. Um, Jess, where can they find you? They can find me. Let's see here. Facebook is Jessica Farfan. You can also find us at Leaving Today Podcast on Facebook. And then let's see. My Instagram is Jess Farfan. And my Snapchat code is on the Leaving Today Podcast Instagram. And so if you want that, you can screenshot it for all of my Disney adventures. Awesome. And if you like your banter to be witty... <laughs> Uh, look no further than Udi. Where can they find you, Udi? <laughs> um, well, you can find me on all of my all of my socials, which are um, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter, and that is Hacks Goalie H A X G O A L I E. Um, and then you can also find me on my other podcast show, which is Bad or Bad, all one word. We have YouTube, we have Facebook. Twitter and Instagram. Actually, on Instagram, it's Team Bad or Bad. Um, but there you can find me, and that is all movie centric stuff. And we should have, uh, there should be a YouTube video popping up here in the next day or so. But anyway, yeah, you can find me there. And I'm just going to take this one last chance to say a monumental thank you to all of our listeners, to Michael Bowling, and, and just everybody. Just an amazing night. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, guys, thank you for everyone who phoned in and called and or whatever and left a message. Thank you for Michael Bowling for taking time to talk to us. And we will keep the train rolling along. Yes. Um, you can find me at Instagram at Leaving Today Podcast or email info at leavingtodaypodcast.com. All right, guys, thank you so much for sticking with us. I hope you have a great week or two. Yeah, two. Yep. Yeah. And we will see you in the parks. See ya. Bye. Bye. Hot spicy chicken. Oh, it's so good.
<laughs> and I don't know why. Why do you? Okay. Because you are a sarcastic, but you yeah. make me hot. Okay, we're back to the news. Oh, yeah? Okay, hold on. I got to drink more. Okay. Drink your... What are you looking at? Don't you even. You keep your hands off my Reese's. Stop screwing around. You know how much he likes me? Not very much. Not anyway, much okay. This <laughs> Not very much? <laughs> I said not as much as this one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. That's why I'm okay. See? You're ready to get all hyphy on me and that. I'm still hyphy. I know. We're just going to do things a little different oh, right now. Okay. Let's Sorry. get going because okay. I got tacos waiting for me. Oh, I'm okay. going. I'm com- am I coming over or no? I s- no. Right. Never mind. How <laughs> do you get off my back? <gasps> oh, man. I'll show you my monkeys. Your what? My monkeys. But then when you pet her, she bites you. Oh, well, that I have no control over. Why you got to ruin everything? Wow, these are smaller than I thought. That's what she said? No bed sheets. Why are you yelling at me? Because I like yelling at you. Get over it. I was just asking. I can't ask questions now? No. Oh, well, I'm gonna. Okay. Bam! Oh, what? My mouth hurts. And every time I look at it, it makes me cry a little bit on the inside. <laughs> really does. I'm still hungry. <laughs> I have a full rack of ribs in the fridge. So I look at it, and it's a decent sized steak. 16 cents. Like, so I picked up another one. 14 cents. No, I will give you one. You have to give me two. Nope. One from the back. Drink your alcohol that's way too strong. Way too strong. <laughs> kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> Ah, it's like a breath of fresh air. I like it. Can we do that again? <laughs>